0: Welcome to the Theory of DFS podcast. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at BlenderHD on Twitter, and the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass that you could pick up at theoryofdfs.com. Join with me this week, uh, filling in for, for Eric once again. I don't know when Eric's going to be back. I don't know. He's not dead, but he uh, has been on the show in a while. But uh, bring on uh, uh, an, an OG uh, of the... I mean. I, I don't consider myself an OG, but I think Travis, you're, you're an OG of like my content. You're, you're like, you you you're an original fantasy flush stream, the premium subscriber, as you would call it.
1: I'm so happy you, you, I'm so happy you mentioned that. If you didn't, I was going to say, you know, an OG of the fantasy flush, uh, you know, been here a while, longtime subscriber, lifetime access. So, uh, (laughs) happy to be here.
0: Right. But, but you're, you're someone, uh, we've been talking a long time on Twitter and on streams and everything. And I always make fun of you in the past of being like the, you know, the, you're the one lineup guy. You're, you're, you're an old school style DFS player. Like, like back in the day where like people played cash games, there was a lot of talk about that playing one lineup, playing on multiple sites, but just like, I'm going to build the best lineup I can. Right. Not and maybe get a little bit different, maybe in one spot or something like that for a GPP. But like you, you never got into like playing 150 lineups, uh, playing large field contests. And then I, you know, I was more of that type of player. And I used to make fun of you all the time of like, dude, you could build one lineup. Why can't you build three lineups? Why can't you build five lineups? Why can't you build ten lineups? But you've been you've been telling me over the past you know a couple of months that uh, that you're you're expanding out uh, somewhat on, on trying to play like massive multi-entry stuff using optimizers. And uh, like, you're not dumb. I mean, just because you play one lineup doesn't mean that's like, you can't be good at playing multiple lineups, but you have to admit that the, that the, the, the nuances, the skill sets are, are, are a little bit different. You have to adjust to it.
1: Yeah, you definitely have to adjust to it. I, I do think it's I think one thing that I've noticed in DFS, and I, I don't know if anyone thinks about this, but, like, I think your personality sometimes goes into, like, your gameplay. Like, I think I'm really good at one lineup because I'm good at focusing on one thing. Um, it's hard for me to manage, like, all these different things. Like, multitasking, I'm definitely not the best at it. Like, I'll try to do it, but I definitely am way better when I'm able to perform with just, like, doing, like, the one lineup and putting my all-in energy and focus on that. That's where I thrive more personally. But uh, when I do focus on the 150, which at times I have, uh, I think I've done decent. Uh, I've done okay. But there's definitely mistakes I've noticed that I've made. And it's a learning process, right? That's the other thing uh, in DFS. Like, I can't just go out there and start playing 150 lineups and expect to just be good right away. There's going to be some bumps along the way. And we, I've definitely had my bumps. But the more I've thought about it, I think my, i think it's better for me to put my energy into playing the tournaments but more so playing kind of like what you've been doing lately right you've been playing more of like the three entry max type stuff uh some of the more mid-stakes gpps trying to get slightly different uh in like maybe like the 250 dollars nba four entry max where just to make that one pivot or two that can maybe be the difference in uh you know getting between first place in that and then instead not having to go for like the you know. Four dollar trying to bank and you know deal with the swings all season long because that that's definitely a, a huge emotional roller coaster. That's not a fun ride,
0: right? But I mean, when you say that you put a lot of thought into one lineup, like you're primarily when you play one lineup, playing cash games. You may put that lineup in like some of the like the mid stakes single entry, like the Showtime on DraftKings, or you know like a uh, hundred dollar whatever on FanDuel. But for the most part, you're looking for, like, a more, like, median, like, beat players and head-to-heads. The The question I have is, like, how much thought, like you say, you put so much thought into one lineup. I can understand, like, Eric. Eric's playing, not playing cash games. I mean, sometimes he does now. But he's he's playing a $1,500, you know, the 2-2-2-2, two, 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 the $2,000. And I can understand. It's like, okay, I have only one lineup, but it's a GPP lineup. I'm trying to win first place. So yes, the where do I get leverage? Where do I like what construction is different? I could understand strategizing like that, but for cash games, that type of thing, like how much thought, maybe I maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, underthinking it. But a lot of times like a 2v2 two two is the difference of like 0.2 points and at the end of the day like like do you believe that that you could better shown change to see the difference between a half a point and median? like up and now cuz obviously the projections are going to be, you know, there's some variance in it, right? Uh like you know what I'm doing for cash games this NBA season where I'm like I'm not playing cash games. I'm just like whatever the projections are, whatever the knapsack problem is, that's the that that theoretically if the projections are accurate, that would be the best lineup. Are do you believe that y- your ability to Find the more optimal, more floor-oriented, because more, obviously you have to take into account the, the players in your contests and everything, even in cash games. Do you? That's why I'm asking, like, how much thought? Do you think that that thought process is generating you more ROI than by just, like, closing your eyes and whatever the projections say type of thing? And if you do, how much more?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question you're asking, because I've definitely thought about this. Like uh, if I just sat there and just kind of ran stuff and called it a day, like, you know, how much time and effort am I putting in? Is it worth it? Could I use my time and effort in other areas to improve something? It's, it's definitely something I've thought about. Um, but one thing I don't think that goes into account and it's hard to justify is like, I, I definitely pride myself on being up on the news and understanding how to really pivot well. Um, another thing too, I think with like grinding out, you know, your bankroll and grinding out a profit in DFS, it's like the late news, especially in NBA, like needing to be on top of things and understanding situations. Like the other day at six, like six fifty-seven, we got news that, uh, you know, Jeff green was out and I- I've seen this before way too many times. I was like, I'm just playing Deandre Jordan. I, I- I'll figure it out later. I know the projections haven't adjusted for this stuff. And I was happy with that, and it ended up being big for me on FanDuel because that was, you know, if I would have went with my the other combo that I was looking at, uh, I wouldn't have cashed in cash games, I wouldn't have cashed in GPPs. Uh, maybe I would have won some of my high dollar head to heads because it bubbled, but um, it was a big difference, right? I think that I've noticed at least in NBA this season is being up on the news, being ready, like being a step ahead of everyone, right? Like I had a feeling that Jeff Green would sit based on understanding news, understanding how coaches, you know, coach speak is. And do I have like the exact answer on like each and every slate of those? How much am I grinding out the ROI and profit? No, I I don't have that. Right. I I, I don't go back and say, okay, let me go to my log and write in a notepad. Oh, this was a slate where this happened. And uh, you know, this is where I took advantage of my ROI because then I'd also have to go back and say, well, this is a slate where maybe my ROI got lost. And it's hard to calculate all that. And you can just go into roto tracker and throw it in throughout the season and, and figure it out. And I can compare maybe with your results versus my results and see, but I also am playing a little differently than you. Like I'm playing more uh, triple ups and quintuple ups and stuff like that on DraftKings, specifically where I am shooting for more of a ceiling at times, right? And like throughout the night, I might look at a team, Jordan, like I might see, it might be 10 o'clock, right? And there's Jokic and there's Damian Lillard. And I say, well, I lost the 2v2, right? Like there was a 3v3 and I lost that 2v2 uh, and there's a huge train ahead of me and I got to play catch up to, you know, get the full ROI on the night. So let me go to Damian Lillard at 6%. And if Jogic is 70%, maybe I, if, out, if I outscore him by 20 points, I can get into the quintuple up cash line, right? Like that could be a big difference. So uh, it's a, NBA is like an all-night event for me, unlike some people. I think people sometimes just set it and forget it. And like that is not how it goes, man. I am all night long trying to see what happens. Uh, obviously try, not not trying to tilt as well. Uh, you know, I I definitely hate tilting, but – um, you know, when you see Towns last night get three fouls for a second, you're like, "Oh man, like I'm losing minutes," which is unfortunate. But I know Cat will find a way to get there, and he did find a way to get there. Uh, but ultimately, as you know, I'm grinding out NBA. It, it's an all night event for me, right? Like when you talk even, about even to get... with
0: one lineup. I mean, I think to make it clear, a lot of people think of like, oh, well, you have one lineup and you, you'll get a notification on your phone. Oh, Kawhi's sitting, and then you could even without like looking at projections, you'll know that like. Oh, like Pat Bev or Terrence Mann or whoever's for the for the Clippers, Lou Williams, depending on the prices. Like, you, you get a sense of, like, who's going to benefit. Like, you don't need to be a slave to, like, no, I need to wait for my projections to update. Or if you have your own model, to start putting in minutes because it's like you got five minutes to choose this. And it's like, no, I get a sense of who is underpriced and who benefits in this situation. But uh, most people think in terms of like, well, in 150 lineups, like, okay, now like, you gotta be, you gotta be on your computer the whole, because you're going to be switching lineups, switching exposures, going all like that. But for, for the one lineup guys, like even for me, like before every tip off before the, what each game locks, like I have to go in and did, did were minutes changed somewhat where did we adjust minutes here? Did we adjust usage there? and see when projections are updated and then is there a better lineup that i can make with my lock guys that happens to be slightly better and sometimes the it's it's all you have to do is change one minute on a player and the 2v2 switches like that's how fragile that is it's like well if you're off by one minute like that could be the difference of you cashing or not cashing at all like that like that just one little thing so my perspective in that is that uh, do you, when you're thinking about your lineups like that, uh, are, do you believe that you're allocating minutes in usage even if you're doing it in your head? You may be looking at multiple sets of projections and going, okay, well, this site is projecting you know, this guy for this many median points, but they're projecting based on 28 minutes. This site's basing on twenty nine minutes. This site's basing on thirty minutes, and you're sitting there knowing basketball. You know, you know basketball more than I know basketball. I mean, I follow. I mean, I mean, I I joke around not watching the games, but but Travis, you know that I I know the rotations and everything. I pay attention enough that. Do you believe that instead that like your advantage and at least you you can't prove it yet, right? But your the reason you've been a profitable player for many years is that like you're, you're able to look and go, Nope, Nope. I I believe this guy's it's more of a chance. He's playing 30 minutes than 28 minutes. So that two V two type of one minute here, one minute there, that that's more of your advantage where like someone that like blindly lead going by projections. And if, if fantasy labs, if says 27 minutes, like I'm just going to say 20, I just, what they, let them tell me what minutes are projecting. And you'll look and go, now, I think they're underselling this situation. Or you think they're going to play big, and the projections, whoever's allocating minutes is projecting the small lineup, and that's where you're you're deviating from kind of the industry.
1: Yeah, I would say that's part of it. Um, I'd say also part of it is looking at, like, i look so like, like one one thing that comes to an example of mine is, uh, you know, Will Barton and Michael Porter Jr. Like, the other day I could have played both of those or played a different 2v2. And I I, I think the 2v2, it was like Kawhi Leonard and like someone like really awful, like Nanique, Nananji, whatever that guy's name right. is. I, 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 that may not even match up as the one. I'm, I, I'm trying to remember. But I remember when I, whenever I looked at the combo, I just remember saying, I, I'm capping my ceiling a little bit here with Porter Jr. and Barton. And can they both get there? Sure, but I felt more confident on going to Kawhi because I was like, I just think Kawhi in this spot against like the Nets, like these projections are not correct. They are not uh, adjusting for what the Nets are doing and you know not playing any defense. And yeah, I think that's part of what I'm doing. Uh, one thing too, like last night, and of course you know you'll look, uh, you- you'll go and look, and it-, it technically the projections were right, but I don't think the projections were right because Carlton Towns played 11 minutes in the first half because he got in foul trouble, and every stat i him projected for like. 33 minutes and I was like that's wrong I think it's 35 right and I don't know what he ended up getting new yesterday I think he may have gotten to like like low 30s I'd have to go back and look but he, he ended up at, at one point like late in the game he was at like 28 or 29 right maybe with like three minutes left and it's like okay he played 11 minutes in the first half that that's not like real like he should have played more it's because he got in foul trouble, and I was right. My projection, in my opinion, was right on that.
0: Well, your um, your minutes allocation, I mean, the, the model yes. is just going to still take into account the usage and everything like that from there, but the main thing that that you're inputting into projections are the 240 minutes that they're going to be and, and what you believe that middle ground is. So a lot of times in projections, that if you're allocating it yourself or using a third party source for is like the volatility of those minutes based on obviously you can't control foul trouble. Like you can't, there's no way to put it in that like, well, what happens if he gets foul trouble? Like, but it's more the fact of, well, what happens if the guy off the bench is shooting hot? What happens if they decide to play small versus decide to play big? What, you know, the start the new, because we, we have to decipher sometimes starting lineups. And you go, well, oh, this guy's in the starting lineup. And a lot of people jump on board and not realize that, well, he's not going to get any usage now playing with the starters, like that type of situation. Or the or the player's starting but doesn't close. So it turns out that they're actually playing less minutes than they would by coming off the bench and playing like that. So be, you end up with those situations where, where you know, uh, Mo Wagner or Alex Land or... Oh, oh! Spot start or something, and they play like six minutes, and then you never see them again, even though they started. But to me, that's where the that's where the basketball knowledge comes in. But you're, but technically, you're reflecting that in the minutes. You're looking around, going, going. Well, they think. it Seems like everyone seems to think Alex Len going to play twenty two minutes today, and you think that's on his hot. You think that's a that's a possibility, but it could easily be sixteen. Or it could easily even be six, and based on your experience in in following NBA and, and and following the teams and how they operate, you're you would rather go no. I I from from what I can tell from the Wizards, I think Mo Wagner is even though Alex is starting, I think Mo Wagner is going to end up being closing these halves, and it may be not the consensus view of multiple sites and the and the, the field and. When you when everyone plays Dwight Powell, right, and 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 may, maybe maybe you do play him also, and he ends up you know playing thirteen minutes and getting you know no points and Bo- or Boban, we never know when Bobon's going to show up, right? You need uh, did, uh, we have Grant as the Bobon whisperer. You always need to know if he's going to play. Oh,
1: so I like, do, do you
0: be- oh, do you I believe love- that that's really what that that's kind of really what you're doing? Of like, you're not disagreeing with the projection model you're disagreeing with the minutes allocation that a human being is putting into it
1: yeah about i love grant but like you can't tell, you can't on every day and then call yourself the whisper you know what i mean like a, <laughs> we love Bobon, but i mean no grant's the best but uh yeah no the uh, the you're you're definitely right with the minutes allocation trying to figure that out like one thing when you were talking uh, there that kind of stuck out to me was like Alex Len chalk, right? Like um if there's a good time to get off chalk, like Alex Len chalk might be it, right? Like no, that, P.J.
0: Not- <laughs> Tucker chalk, that's even better.
1: Oh God. Well, yeah, it depends on the price. I think I paid. I played him not too long ago, right? Thirty-five hundred, no, thirty-five hundred for
0: four and a half points. Way to go!
1: <laughs> Is that what he got me that night? I yeah. forget. I couldn't remember. But um, yeah. Oh man, yeah. There, there are certain chalk plays to get off of. And one thing when you talk about minutes allocation, right? Like one of my buddies. Uh, you know, I've been talking with him. Um, over over at Rumpier Sports, he's like kind of you know like get he's not. You can tell like like the things are moving in his head of getting better as like a player, right? Um, and he, uh, he may said, Oh, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to play this Jonathan Murray here. You know, I don't want to play him chalky. I think there's better options. So I also think he could play like, he was kind of worried about his minutes possibly because it's Popovich. I said, that's fine. You can be worried about his minutes. Like I'm okay with you asking this question, right? Like, am I worried about Popovich in minutes? Yes, you should be. But like, if you're projecting Murray's minutes to be possibly a problem when they have 10 or nine bodies, and you think he's only going to play maybe 26 or 28 minutes. Someone else is playing other minutes. Like, you know, I, I'm not showing up in a jersey and playing for the Spurs out of nowhere, right? Like someone else has to get those minutes. So you have to allocate them in another area. And if that's the case, Patty Mills is probably a way better play. And you might want to get him into your lineups, right? Because then he's gonna play more minutes if they have low amount of body. So really minutes allocation is super important in NBA and trying to figure that out, knowing coaching tendencies, understanding how coaches play defensively. I think that's something that like we look at and we don't take into account totally like people just all season long. I've noticed this Michael Porter jr. Oh, because his rates have been so good in the past and he's such a good producer. He's incredible. But like Jokic is different this year, right? He has been absolutely so ball dominant and unbelievable. And sometimes you just have to look at it and be like, I I, I don't think that this Michael Porter projection is worth it. Right. And sometimes now I look at like the price and I'm like, what's he really got to do to kill me? And do I think he's going to do that? You know, has he been doing that? and looking at like you know put guys on and off on the court using different tools right that that's that's what I've been doing more and more this season, trying to kind of iron everything out. And I've done it in the past too, but like this season, I've definitely kind of honed in on that a ton, trying to basically not say, "Hey, all these people are more right than me." Because sometimes I feel like even in the industry, we're copying uh, each other a little bit, right? Like we're we're looking at projections and say, "Well, why do they think that this is, this should be his minutes?" Right? I think some of that is going on throughout the industry because everyone's of course scared to be wrong. I think that's uh, something that uh, well, is, everyone wants
0: to about. be more right. I don't think it's a Scared to be wrong thing, but 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 what you're saying is like with the situation with Porter, or with the, the the Nets defense, is that from a mathematical perspective, like how models are the handle regression, is that obviously there's a there's a decay period of like because you're trying to base like all these 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 variables on some type of larger sample size, and the more recent data is going to be weighted higher because what's two years ago, who cares what Bradley Beal was doing? Like, like, but he's still Bradley Beal. It still has to be part of his prior, but as time goes on, like, like you said, Michael Porter's rates in the past were one thing. And as they decrease the weighting of the previous gets lower and lower. But if you're identifying that regression quicker than what mathematical models are doing, I'm use I would be using a model with without recognizing it that really his true rate is is X minus two, and I'm using, you know, it's it projecting Porter for two extra points in my model. You're already accounting for you're already you're saying I'm not going to wait for the regression. I'm not I'm going to take the small sample size and go. Jokic is different. Port Porter is you know not shouldn't be projected as high. And I'm going to notice that now, while the models will then, by three, three weeks from now, then be more in line with what you're seeing on the court. And uh, I know people would listen to this and go, "So you're telling me projection models are bullshit?" It's like, no, but that's that's mathematically how it's done. You're, but sometimes you're going to be wrong. Going, maybe the the, the two week gap of you noticing. That you know, like these projections are too high or too low on a guy based on, you know, the, the the way they handle regression, and maybe it turns out that you're maybe it's like it's just a two. Sometimes we see a one week, you know, stretch four game stretch where where Devin Booker just decides to not shoot, right? Chris Paul is Paul is dominant, and then vice versa, and it's just an aberration. Uh, I mean, you're not ne- you're never gonna be right like all the time, but. Do you I don't think I don't think what you're saying or maybe you are saying it that you're not saying that projection models are bullshit because I know that I know that you use projection. Models.
1: <laughs> they're, they're definitely not bullshit. Like, let's start there. right? Uh, I definitely look at them and use them to my advantage. Like I think they help you solve the equation. Right. Like, I think that that's the biggest key that they that I use them for is like. Um, is this a day to pay down at center, right? Is this a day to do this? Like, like sometimes you run it in baseball. Is this a day where we need to be paying down at pitcher, right? Like maybe you can figure it out with your eye, but it's a way to basically do that. And then you don't just run it. I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess obviously you do when you're doing it this season, but I don't just run it and then just move on and like say, okay, we're, we're done for the day. Uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, I, I do my play. cash
0: lineups, cash lineups. I had, <laughs> that's where I'm spending the time, right? But the cash, but the, the, the GPP lineups, I'm, sp- I'm spending the time. The cash lineup is just. 659. Thank you. I'm on. Uh, and just uh, at the end of the season, I hope I'm up, you know, like that type of thing, right? But, but, uh, but yeah, you I are can what, imagine. what? Are, would, are you going to be upset? Would you be upset if I end up with a higher ROI than you?
1: Um, sort of. We'll see. I, I, I don't know if I want to look. I mean, I will look, obviously, but, um, uh, I think my, my ROI
0: in FanDuel may be better than yours.
1: Um, so maybe not. I don't know. I, I I don't know if that's the case i i' we're definitely comparing by the end of the season. This will definitely happen. I'm curious. we're also probably playing a little bit differently and towards other things like right you um, you like
0: you mentioned the triple ups and quintuple ups, so you're when you win in those, even though you'll lose more often, you're getting three x five x ten x like that. Well, I'm focusing on the 50/50 lobby primarily.
1: Yeah. Also, aren't you aren't you in like the you're you're still able to cuz you don't play FanDuel much, right? Everyone Right. Knows yeah, that.
0: so I can still play the $1 and $2 contest.
1: Right? So like, you know, I mean, you might have to show me your $5 ROI and $10. Yeah, it does it go awesome. down. No, it,
0: do, it I do I have a decreased one, but at least now Travis you have a constant. Like you could go like, okay, if if I made my own choices, this is what my ROI is or this at least in the contest you could eliminate the can ups or anything. And then you could just look at my, and I, you know, I put it publicly. I have the tracking spreadsheet and just go, like, okay, let me take a look at, at Jordan's ROI. And then you'd hopefully, it's like, if it's at least close or equal, you could be like, okay, what, what, if it's close or equal, then you could say, like, why did I put so much thought into it? I could have gotten the same amount by doing nothing.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll it might be painful to find out, but I am curious to see. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to compare notes a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that you know projections are good, right? They're they're not a bad thing. And they sometimes tell me like like I'll I'll do my own research and I'll look at my own things, and then like sometimes I'll I'll you know look at look at the projection. And I'm like. Well, I, I wasn't expecting this. Like, uh, I, I didn't want to be Voice O'Neil Chalk Day, you know what I mean, or, or whatever. Like, uh, so th- that's something that sometimes I look at and I'm, I get confused by then I also make sure I'm not trying to act like the smartest man in the room, right? Like, I, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, looking at other things and double checking and triple checking my work to make sure that uh, I'm not just on an island by myself. And if I am on an island, I better damn well sure be right. Like, that's one thing I try to do. If I think I'm on an island of something, um, I, I want to be right for sure. I, I do my extra research and due diligence to make sure that that is a correct thing or not. Uh, another thing, too, is like like models are never going to adjust for guys that are playing hurt, right? Like a, a great example is Kyle Lowry. Like if Kyle Lowry goes from doubtful to probable out of nowhere, like I know who Kyle Lowry is. He is the guy that he is going to grind out and play no matter what. Like, you know what I mean? He is the guy that tries to play every single game, Iron Man type player. Like, He is not healthy playing in that game. Like he's just not like I'll wait till he's a little bit healthier. I don't care that he's 7.2 K. And if it burns me here and there, that's fine. But I doubt he's going for that 60 point ceiling game where it's going to kill me. So uh, that's something that I look at a ton. I also look like when I'm looking at just, I think in anything and I think it any, any DFS sport, you could say um, if I have a guy that's like low or owned, like, I want that lower owned guy not to be. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't want to pick on Alex Len, but not Alex Len, right? Like, I want to be a guy that I have some conviction on that has some type of ceiling that I, I feel it can actually get me there, right? Like, I don't want to be some guy that, like, Corey Joseph that's sitting in the corner. That's a great example that I played the other day that I shouldn't have at like 10%. Like, that's the guy that I don't want to try to be like the difference maker to getting me home, right? Getting me across the finish line. So like even right, like, if, like
0: if you're different by like, oh, you're everyone's playing Lillard, but you're playing 6% percent on Steph Curry like you feel much more confident in those situations than in uh, the only way I can make this lineup is by playing a 2% percent do Tony Snell and you're like, okay, this is probably not the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like like another good example is in baseball, right? Like I, I Giancarlo Stanton is fun. Um, you know, sorry Derek Hardy hot streaks are a thing. Uh he that dude is always hot and cold, right? Like it's just it's so clear as day. Um, but uh Giancarlo Stanton like if, if he's going to be chalkier and I could go to Mookie Betts instead, I might go to Mookie Betts. Like just because that that might be a nice little pivot that can get the job done in those, you know, triple ups, quintuples again. Like, I'm, I'm not just trying to only play for the 50-50, right? I'm playing for multiple things, uh, putting them in GPPs as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those are things that I definitely look at. Like, also, like, you're talking about grinding out a DFS profit. It's like, I I would prefer, like, here's something I've looked at, Jordan, right? Like, you can play at 7 o'clock, you can play um, Nikola Vucevic, or you can play Jokic, right? You can play one or the other, right? They're both very similar projected. Um, No no huge difference between them as plays, right? Same ownership, everything's the same. Uh, And then you have Joel Embiid, who's also playing at 10 o'clock, who's going to be 2% owned. I'm going to go play Jokic at 10 instead because now I have more flexibility for my lineups and I have a later pivot that if all things are a disaster, right? Let's say, again, Vucevic is 40%, Jokic is 40%, and no one's going to play Embiid. Now I have a chance to play catch-up with Embiid, right? So, like again, this is an all-night event when I'm playing NBA. Even MLB, I've been thinking about it like that. like. Uh, I'm probably, I don't know how much So you're going to end
0: up playing a lot of San Francisco Giants stacks when you're behind. (laughs) Maybe, and
1: I've gone back and forth. I don't know exactly what I want to do with MLB this year. Um, I'll probably start out playing cash games. I might then pivot to tournaments. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but I'm sure I'll be, you know, I I know how to get on the optimal and the cash game stuff. Like, I'm really good at that, obviously. And you can just run a projection, too, to figure that out if you need to. But um, I I would say in baseball, like, one thing I'm going to look at is, yeah, like, Trying to backload a little bit more based on like how the night goes because when you're trying to grind out a DFS profit, like if if you think about it, like the well, seven baseball, o'clock game. Well,
0: baseball is the perfect sport because it's such high variance that you could look at with a home run for, for, for from virtually anyone.
1: Yeah, and like even in like like I've been thinking in tournaments, right? Like let's say there's a lot of chalk early on, right? Like there, there's a ton of it. Um, or, or let's say there's like a, there's a, the Yankees are at seven o'clock and they're chalky and then the Rockies are at 9:40 and they're chalky. Those are the two clear chalk stacks of the day. Well, I can just fade the Yankees chalk stack, right? And I can go to the Rockies one. And if that one Yankees chalk stack busts completely, I can go over there to that one. Like I, again, I've just been thinking about the difference between players playing at night and in the, like in the day, I guess, the, not night in the day, right? Seven o'clock versus 10 o'clock and their values and projections and the person, like the ownership percentage of how I can gain an advantage of other people. I think that's like huge. I think it's something that people aren't looking at as much. And it's something again, like I think DFS is a, an all night event. I don't think it's this seven o'clock things lock and you call it a day. Now it's nice when at seven o'clock I can just, everything's locked. I put my feet up and I can just, you know, go and do something else. It's definitely a great feeling, but. Am I grinding out my profit better that way? Because I don't have opportunities to to play catch up if I'm behind, right? And like, it, it doesn't happen often, right? Like, it's not something that you see every week that it happens. But over time, it matters, right? Like one time I remember last year, and it was because it was it was a legendary pivot, right? It was I had Anthony Davis versus Demar Derozan, and Anthony Davis was like 11k, and like I think LeBron was out. Demar Derozan was like 7.5k. And I was on like a massive train with everyone else, Jordan. Like we were all, all of us were holding hands. I'm sure all you on had board. the same let's team. go. Come
0: on, we're all coming yeah.
1: together. We were all colluding. The secret <laughs> chat was aligned that night. It was a beautiful night. Um, and we were all bubbling together, right? It was obvious we were all going to bubble. And I said, you know what? There's a chance DeMar DeRozan outscores Davis. Or, There's a chance. I don't know how, it could even just be by a point, but that'll be the difference. That'll get me over the finish line. And then you know what happened? DeMar DeRozan outscored him by 20 points, right? And it was, I I cashed GPPs. I didn't even expect to cash the GPPs. It was so massive. So, uh, and of course, there's times where I've done it. I remember last season, I did it with Leonard Fournette. I was all aboard the the colluded lineup train. We were all together. And uh, at four o'clock, I made a pivot off of Leonard Fournette. And uh, Leonard Fournette went nuts. And uh, what actually ended up happening is uh, the series of events were wild. So it was like 3.55 or four o'clock when I ended up making this switch. I got off Leonard Fournette. I ended up going back and looking. It was like... I think there, if you looked at like mainly the 50 fifties, it was the, one of the biggest trains of the season in NFL. It was massive. Was this, and, was, but,
0: this, this was DraftKings, right?
1: No, it was FanDuel. It was last year. And, uh, it, there was, it was a humongous train. You know, FanDuel can have humongous trains because it's just, their pricing is ridiculous. And I, I remember it was the team looked awful that I had. It was not in good shape, but then from that whole, you know, uh, as Scott Hanson says, the witching hour, right? Where everything's going wild in the fourth quarter. Uh, like Earth scored a touchdown. Like all these points got scored. Like I gained sixty points in the la- in the fourth quarter, right? That I didn't expect to get in like literally a matter of twenty minutes. Where I went from my team is dead to okay. I'm like I would have been okay if I stuck where I was at, right? And like I think I made the pivot. Um, I don't know if Empire made the pivot, but I think he he was he definitely made he his team was different, right? I assume he made the pivot though. Um, I think uh Sammy Noel someone I I think yeah I think it was him. Sammy Noel made the pivot. Like it was like four of us made that pivot. And I was like, it absolutely burned me, right? Because I couldn't beat the train. I didn't beat the train. Uh, it was fine. I, I think I ended up switching from four net to chart, right? Try to get some leverage and get there. But bottom line is, there's times where it does not work. But I think ultimately when I'm grinding and trying to figure that out, I'm going to win that more times than not. I'm not going to hit at 100% clip. But when I do hit, it's going to matter. I don't want to be sitting there bubbling and like I go out there and like I'm in a $10 50-50 and like I'm getting like – at the end of the night, I'm on this train and I get what? $6 and 67 cents back. Like that's still not good because no, I'm in a lot of-
0: oh, 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 cause you're making 170 X on top shots. $6 ain't good enough for you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. The top, the top shots. You had to throw that in. Uh, of course you got it. You gotta get all your top shots. The one, the one new thing I've been doing actually is if I don't play a player in DFS and I have them on top shot, I'm like, you know I don't have to play him because if he has a big night, the top shots are going to boom, right? You don't you don't need to play that player. Anthony Edwards, uh, Clint Capella, right? Like Clint Capella, I got some shares of him. I don't need to be out here, uh, you know, get playing Clint Capella in DFS because you know if he does well, Jordan, the top shot market will be booming and I can sell a little bit.
0: So how much how much of an ROI difference, boom, do you think? Because obviously it's 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 probably nearly impossible. To tell, because you'd have to mark down somehow. Late swap, like let's say the slate, let's say the, sl- uh, the the sites, not just in NBA, but in all the in all the sports, got rid of late swap. Let's say it's seven o'clock, whatever. When I late- wish
1: they would. By the way, I'm in the camp, and I would love to get now. Rid me of too. Let's- I'm in the same camp. The- I it
0: it, it, it it. I think in NBA especially, it's it's so detrimental to casual players because if they're not doing it, it's it's. You lose. You're losing so much EV in the other sports. Maybe not as much so because, in baseball, how much does it change? I mean, does it change that much? You're not. You're not looking at. Oh my God, this guy's leading off and he's 3600. It's like, yeah, I guess he's a good value, but I mean, you could still just go over four. I mean, that's that's not a big. The, the opportunity is still. He's only going to get four at bats. Five at bats.
1: Yeah, I but, I, just, I just don't get why the sites can't be like like once the news hits, like you, you hire someone to they hit a button where the the guy is out. Now you're able to make a pivot to someone else. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're literally like, that's the only guy you can change, right? That's it. No one else. Like it would be nice to have that, but, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, but uh, Casual (laughs) players
0: don't understand how much of a disadvantage they are for doing that. But the reason why you could say, because that's the question I was going to ask you, like you're talking to two people that I view it like you, NBA DFS is an all night. I'm, I'm at my computer. I'm, that's what I'm doing. Uh, if the slates locked at seven and there was no, I mean, cause we used to have on draft Kings used to have not late swap. And FanDuel obviously was famously
1: for not having late swap. Oh, I uh, love drop the lowest score. I miss those days. That actually was an interesting slate. Yeah. No, well,
0: also people didn't know how to play that either. They, they did. They made balance lineups and that was the worst thing to do. Uh, how much of an ROI difference do you think that if it was no late swap, so all of your advantage in all of that is gone. Where you're not making the well, Embiid's playing in the late game, and that's the way I catch up. Well, you can't do, you can't swap. So, so do you believe that? How how much of your profit percentage wise comes from from that from the anticipation and the knowledge and seeing that? Oh, three minutes before lock, this guy gets ruled out, and you knowing like they're probably going to play small. Walton's going to do this. Halliburton's going to come in. You know something something like even without because sometimes we don't even get the goddamn starting lineups. Right. You know, like, oh, two guys are out and who knows who's starting. And we're not going to know until after lock. Right. Till 10.05 and the game starts at 10.15. So, like, you believe that that's your advantage. I mean, I think that every sharp player, that would be an advantage. Uh, If there was no late swap, like, do you how much of an ROI hit do you think that you take?
1: Um, good question. I mean, I think it could go, there, there's a chance it could go the other way. And I actually gain some, because I don't think people are good at predicting what's going to happen later on. And I, I,
0: like, so, yeah, I, John, I wait, wait, wait. you think, you think that you fuck it up too often that actually you'd be better off just leaving it alone.
1: Well, I, I guess maybe, I, the, so maybe you're right about that, but like you're, you're, probably right. I should say you're definitely right about that. But the, the one thing I'll say is I just think that I'm, I think I'm able to be pretty good at if you keep up on the news, right, if you are just like you're in on NBA, right, like you are just st- staying up on all the news, paying attention to what's going on. You have an understanding sometimes of like guys that are in and guys that are out. And the way I said it, I'm probably wrong, right? Like I'm probably not getting a better ROI, but I still feel like I have an advantage no matter what. I don't feel like I'm giving up my edge as much, right, where I might value, hey, like just not having to be like the slave to the computer, right, uh, and just having to be here and you know, always I- doing it.
0: I think, Travis, what you mean, because I remember playing on DraftKings when there was no late swap for NBA. And it would be I – re- I remember because it was always the Sacramento Kings because they always played at, like, 10, 10, 30. And you never know if Zach Randolph was going to play that day, right? You never know yeah. who was going to start at center. If it would be Costa Kufis or something, right? And basically you had to, like, look through Twitter on, like, beat reporter news and, like, what the coaches say and then just kind of go – I feel like this guy's going to... Like, I'm going to take a shot. Like, I'm going to take a shot. And it was one of those things where you would look at a guy at a certain salary and say that they're efficient. They're at least going to play 26 minutes. But in the case that they start these guys, that guy could play 38 minutes. I mean, like, this could be... Like, Zach Randolph would sit... Like, if you played him and he didn't start, like, he got a fucking zero. Like, because he was not going to play at all. But you could play the guy that benefited... From that. So you have these like Laker games, all these West Coast games that you could look at the Suns and go, Well, you know, Art is you know, is in, in our in in 2021 example of like, well, you know, someone's questionable, is Kaminsky gonna start? Is he not gonna start like but someone that pours through the news even before lock, even before seven, in a non-late swap situation, you're able to build lineups and go. I'm going to take a shot on this. And I think I know more than the field and get rewarded for doing so. So like, is that what you mean by like, even if there was no late swap that, that, that would still be your advantage.
1: Yes, exactly. Like that's exactly where my advantage would be. Like I would, because, and also people have the fear of getting a zero. It's like, Oh oh no, you got a zero. It's like, Listen, I played Corey Joseph one night and uh, I got I got 12. That wasn't even great either. Um like I get I get made I get made fun of a lot at uh at uh Run Beer Sports in our chat cuz I, I suggested Chris Hogan was like a play once, right? Like I think he was in play uh because he you had know, the Jets for this season, right? People right, I remember.
0: I think he was, he played 90% of the snaps that still didn't get a target.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was most of his season, but um like there there was a there was a reason I was considering him, right? It was because if if I did that, I got Tyler Lockett, which like it unlocked this build that like no one else had, and I felt like I captured this really great floor. And then Lockett went for 40 fantasy points, right? And like, uh, I I wish I would have played freaking Chris Hogan, even though he got a zero, because it was better than the other 2v2, right? And it's like you're you're trying to sit here and and predict things that are going to happen and how that can give you an advantage over other people. And when you kind of look at like, you know, looking at projections and trying to project things that are gonna happen, like Whiteside's a great example. Like the other day, I was sitting there and I was like, you know. I can fade, I forget what the players, but I can fade X player that a lot of people are going to play. But what is this going to do? This is going to give me a roster construction that um, I, I'm able to jam in all these players. Like, I got, like, three studs, and everyone else was getting two studs. And I felt like getting those three stars, based on looking at the mid-tier, I didn't love the mid-tier as much as uh, the projections were jamming them in. I said, I can get an extra bullet to carry me over the finish line, and... That could be the difference. And I can also get a white side who has a massive ceiling as well. And then he went for a, a huge game and then it was just like a really nice, you know, like it wasn't like a double up, right? But it was maybe like a six time or six X in uh, the GPPs and all of my lineups, which is humongous, right? That those, those days we play for, like those are massive as a cash game player. Um, So yeah, the reason why I kind of brought like the Chris Hogan thing and with the lock is like, you, you can kind of get yourself a different construction than some of these other optimals that they're not taking account for right like you can get these ceilings with some of these players later on that if it they're lower owned and they get you across the finish line to get you a slightly uniqueer build where you're not taking that much of a projection hit i mean it's just it's the nuts right it just gets you get you to to crush everyone who's on those optimals right so i don't know maybe jordan maybe we'll we'll, we'll get to a point where everyone's fading the optimals and then you uh, you just out here playing the optimals just going to print everything i don't care i i, I always I, I don't know why people... May, I always say that the difference between,
0: like, if you have a projection set, even an aggregated projection set of multiples, and, like, the difference between the top one and the 10th one is a point, like, close your eyes and pick any of the... Like, feel free to just, like, if it's the top six and you want to roll a die. Like, I could be doing... Like, Travis, I could legitimately be doing it that way. Like, if I if I, instead of playing the top of my projections and I played, okay, what are the top six? And then I rolled a die. And on that day four, and I played four, like to me, that would be the same thing. But the, the key that I'm trying to do for my experiment, the whole purpose of it is to take, eliminate all by like eliminate literally all bias where like it's, whatever it is, I could have decided this season. I'm always going to play the second one. OK, that still takes away the choice or I'm going to even if I just want the top three and roll a die and one or two is the first one. To, but all I'm doing is removing my mental space of like I do not have to spend any time whatsoever. Whatever the math says, I trust the projection model and that's the way it goes. But the difference between the top you see some slates where top one is like 288.16 second one 288.12 third one 288.06 287.92 and like some of these are 2v2s and 3v3s and i look at them and i go like you could play any like they all am i you, you're going to wait i know you you're going to spend an hour looking at the fucking differences of the two you know do i play this guy or that or do I, this, it's a, that's what i'm trying to avoid so that's why, that's why I, that's why like the, the race is on, on oh, like, can, can I have, I mean, I, this all came down from last season. It's, it's, oh, it all comes from, t- this may be the thing that I'm tilting. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm tilting the whole season. I'm playing cash for a, for a lot of money on tilt because last season I played cash games. I did what you did. And I had like a, like fifty fifty eight 58 point something percent win rate. And I had a decent ROI. I made money. Okay, so, like, I was happy with that. I made my. I, I'm like, yeah, okay, 58% win rate in double ups is profitable. Is like, it's good. And, and I was just playing on DraftKings. So, like, obviously I can't play the lower stakes games. So, it's like, okay, you know, 5% ROI, That 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 is not bad. And then I saw, like, and I was, because that last season, I was tracking the Roto Grinders projections. So, I was just like, whatever's the single entry $25 double up, like I would just see whatever that let like that top lineup was, where did it place in there, and then calculated that win rate, and that win rate was sixty five point eight percent. And I'm like, dude, if I was playing progressively, like five to ten percent of my bankroll, like you like, dude, me making my own choices cost me twenty five thousand dollars. Like what the fuck did I do last year? Like I made money. Yeah, sure, I made ten grand or something. But it's like, dude, I could have made $35,000 literally just closing my, like, how, how demoralizing. That's why, like, Travis, you're scared of being demoralized by going, I did all that work. It's, I relate it to the index fund on the stock market. If there's tons of people that day trade. I'm going to pick this stock. I'm going to sell it there. And next thing you know, at the end of the year, the S&P 500 is up 12% and your portfolio is up 8%. It's like, dude, I, I could have just dumped money January 1st into S&P 500 and just went away for 12 months and had more money than me working every day doing it. So is that, is that your fear?
1: Oh, definitely a little bit of a fear, but it's for the love of the game, Jordan, right? Get your oh, hand in the dirt. Who cares about
0: and... the fucking game? Give me the money. I don't care about the love of the game. What kind of crap is. I know you better. You just don't love I, of the I game. You,
1: I gave you a crap answer on purpose, Jordan. Come on. <laughs> it's a show we're on, right? Like, you know, we, we, we got to have some fun, but. Right, right. You're uh... not
0: being said the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. The hand in the dirt takes, like that. You got you to gotta love that, that stuff, so. Um, uh, but no, um, the, I forget where we're going cause of that, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely scared of that. Right. Like, uh, of course, but, um,
0: well, what would I you th- be scared? Okay. Here, here, here's something that obviously, but it will put you on tell you're not scared of it,
1: but yeah, what? I mean, but then it makes me think too, like, well, do I do it next year? And then it's like, well, what if next year that, that happens, you know, something changes with that. And should I just be doing that and playing tournaments? And, um, yeah, but that, also that would- you have to be
0: scared that if, uh, cause you're playing against other players. So, like, we get into a situation in solved games. I don't think I don't think DFS cash games are solved, but they're the closest to being solved compared to yeah. other things. Uh, would you be more scared that, like, especially since you know I do this podcast, I speak very transparently. I don't, I don't, I don't hide anything. Uh, I mean, I've I've even thought of it myself. Of like, if I do this experiment, and over the course of one full season. End up with X percent of money, whatever. Like, is it the type of thing where should I have been keeping it a secret? Should I just been doing it without telling anyone? Because once people once people see a track record like that, then all it all it does is enforce people that oh, I'm going to do exactly what he does. And then now now we we have 124 man double up with a train of 110 lineups, and like now everyone is negative EV to the rake, like. To me, that would be what I'm more scared of.
1: Uh, you're. This is what you're doing, Jordan. I, you're playing the long game. I see you're planting seeds. You're mega mining us all. So we all do what you're doing. <laughs> and then you're going to go the other way. And then each season, you're going to keep bouncing back and forth. Uh, I, I'm on to you, Jordan. That's right. Exactly I, what I'm gonna going to do is
0: here. I'm going to convince everyone to play the top optimal. And then next season, I'm going to play the second optimal.
1: That's that. Yep. And then from there, you, then you'll jump on the first. No, uh, I'll do you're, the
0: you're... dice thing. I'll do that. You'll never know right you'll never know which way i'm going right uh, it would be the first it could be the third it could be the sixth it could be you never know i'll aggregate projections i'll be like it won't be these just, but i'll do, i'll make my own model i'll add those in i'll do it you know, you'll, you'll never know where i'm going and but the thing is, is that if i did that huh. maybe i'm not profitable doing it that way so like so i'm looking where the, i'm just looking for the benchmark i think i think that's that's the key that we're both talking about is that uh like in poker Many times in your poker career, like 90 plus percent of your ROI comes from like the mistakes that your opponents make and not the brilliance of your own play. But I think a lot of times in DFS players, I think you're you're more humble to admit it that while you do have these small edges, the late swaps, the knowing the rotations, the minutes allocations, knowing where models are not regressing fast enough that ultimately that you make money off of, of people making more mistakes than you. And you'd, you'd rather like if you had, I mean, obviously from an efficiency standpoint, like not have to use all the little edges that you can get and just rather your opponents just make tons of mistakes. So that's why like back in like 2014, 2015, like, the DFS game was so much easier and it's not because like you were better that back then or anything. It was just that the average opponent was so much worse.
1: Yeah. So definitely the average opponent was way much worse. I mean, I remember mistakes I used to make when I was back in like 2016 and stuff like, uh, like I, I, I faded. Are you, were you playing in 2016 Jordan NBA? You probably I don't were think I playing. was playing.
0: in. I think I started in 2017 for NBA.
1: Like I, I maybe it was that maybe it was 2015. I forget what year it was, but I remember I faded like Hassan Whiteside like when he was like first started taking off. I was playing GVPs and I was just oh I, he's got to bust at some point. And he was like started at three five and the ended up eight k at some point. It was like the most donkey thing ever. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, the average player was definitely way worse back then. Like it was it was pretty easy to uh, print against them. And obviously you know everyone's getting more efficient. The the market's getting tougher to beat. But uh you know we have to find a way to grind those edges. Jordan I've I have a you know, you, you talked about like this episode being like grinding out a DFS profit, right? And like the, the little things that I do to like grind it out. And you, you're probably, I'm probably get made fun of for people by this. But I think it's I important. Wouldn't, I, well,
0: I'm going to make fun of I'm the biggest fucking nit. I can't make fun of anyone grinding okay. out anything. Come on.
1: Oh, well, let's, I mean, this is a little ridiculous, but let's see. Um, so I have been, um, I'm, I'm a big uh, believer in when lock comes, right? So if I told you, Jordan, um, you do lock today and then tomorrow get in a fight with your wife at six and then try and build your lineups. Like, of course you're just sitting optimized, but good luck. You're not in a good mental headspace, right? Afterwards, like your mind's in other places. So I try and just like put myself in like a good headspace before, like before lock, like around like five or so, like I go and take a shower, right? It gets me relaxed and calmed and not thinking about other things. I find ways to get myself in like a good state of mind before like I was eating dinner afterwards, right? But I'm like 6.30, I'm sitting there, like my mind's like, I'm freaking hungry right now. You know what I mean? Like I want to eat. I just eat beforehand, so now I don't have to worry about that. Like there's like little things that I've been like doing that I think have helped me to just put me in like a better headspace before. Like if if I know that I have like, let's say I know I have like uh, you know someone I have to call and it's gonna be an uncomfortable conversation, right? Uh you you for you know, you forgot to do this or you messed up with this or something. I'll have that call at like 12 o'clock, you know what I mean? Or I'll I'll make sure if someone like sends me a message and I know I have to like have a conversation with them, it's gonna be an annoying conversation. I just tell them, hey, listen, you know, I I I know I have to talk to you about this. You know, I I, I should have walked the dog or something stupid, right? But uh, let me talk about this later. I try to like find ways to make sure that from five o'clock to seven o'clock, like I'm in a good spot. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in a good mental headspace because I'm making these really tough decisions. I don't want to sit here and like be uncomfortable, right? Like I want to make sure that I'm in a good mindset from five o'clock to seven o'clock. And you could say it's a little ridiculous, but when I think about it, if uh you know I and, and this kind of hit me when I was uh I was I was out with family. And uh, we, we were out, uh, you know, going to get dinner right before the holidays. And I had someone kind of like, you know, come into my room at like 6.50 and say like, hey, like we have to go. You know, we're, we're going to have dinner. We have dinner reservations at 7.00. And I was like, I was told they were at 7.30. Jordan. Like I was told it was 7.30. Like I have 10 minutes to make my teams. And now I'm agitated. I'm really annoyed and frustrated. And I made a mistake. And Kyrie Irving didn't end up in my lineup. And it was like th- debating between probably him and Fox. And your reply to me is going to be like, it didn't matter. Play whoever you want. But um. It ended up not working out, but I want to, when I'm trying to grind out, trying to figure out this guy versus this guy and looking at news and trying to uh, make sure I remember to be like, Hey, like, let me make sure that, you know, this, this, these minutes are correct. I want to make sure I'm remembering everything that I'm doing in my process. And I don't want to leave anything on the line. And I-, I make sure to put myself in a good mental headspace. Cause I think that helps me out to grind out that profit. And you're going to tell me, you know, play wherever you want. roll the No, right?
0: no, but it sounds like you're telling me to dump the wife and get a feeding bag.
1: Right? No, I'm not saying
0: that. Don't, don't have to because... worry about any of this. Just get rid of everyone. Get rid of anything. I don't I don't need my mouth for eating. I just a directly colostomy bag. I don't even have to go to the bathroom now. Right. I can just sit in front of my computer for three and a half hours. Not have to worry about anything.
1: No, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's a little ridiculous. Right. But uh, it's just like I want to make sure that when I'm making my decisions, I'm making it with like the most clear mind. Right. I just want to make sure I'm thinking it through and I don't forget something. That's the other thing. I'm, I'm very forgetful, Jordan. That is like, uh, and it's, it's knowing yourself as a person. Like I'm a very forgetful person. Like the worst is when I'm going out and doing things and I'm like, oh, I yeah, I, I forgot to, uh, I forgot to take down my, uh, you know, 530 head to head. Oh, there's a game against Empire Maker. There's a game against Hoop. Like I don't want to be playing against them for that money. Like that makes no sense. Like you're talking about grinding out a profit. Like uh, I need to remember these things because if I don't remember them, I could be in trouble now. Of course, I might get lucky, and uh, you know, if I get their game and I, I'm on the right 2v2, the the, the dice roll, and then, then it's great, right? I'm very happy about it. But in the long run, I want to play against, you know, uh, John three six five, right? I don't want to play against Hoop two four one zero or Empire Maker two. Uh, that's who I want to play against. You know, what I, mean? I don't want to play against Blender HD. I want to play against uh, the the guy. Well, you already know there. my
0: lineup, so I mean, like, you already know. Maybe
1: actually, I I, actually against,
0: that's yeah. an that that is an advantage. To some way, I mean, right? If you, you were, you would want you to post take my one head case. Heads.
1: You don't post one case, though, right? If I knew you're no, lying, no, that's why I don't post. I'm not posting one. case. I'm trying to get diversified action. Yeah, I mean, if, if you were posting one case, I would consider I'd be like, oh, Jordan's playing Royce O'Neill today. That's a bad idea. Right? You know, I mean, that. like are um, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, but, but I'll be
0: I'll be up there once I can't play the one and two dollar contest on Fanduel anymore. Anyway. Yeah,
1: I mean, we'll we'll have to see. That's a money
0: printing pit. I'm getting like 25 plus percent ROI there. I'm wondering why haven't I done this before? Until I I don't. What is the limit on Fanduel? I haven't. uh, They they give some nebulous answer of like when you hit certain amount of profit. I think they'd go by profit. I hope they go by profit. If they go by profit, I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna make a lot of money
1: i'm not sure um but uh, yeah you i i, I you're I'm way jealous, past right?
0: that i mean you're yeah, so yeah. way past that it's ridiculous
1: Spe- speaking of like grinding out the profit and fanduel and just like stupid stuff there you know what you should be doing and it depends right how much do you value how much do you value uh getting tickets to an mma uh you know right With, like, me
0: and eric we talked about that the satellites always overlay
1: oh always overlay like you should be jumping in those like they are I look at them sometimes and I'm like, uh, that'd be nice to be in, you know, even though I, I don't want to play tennis uh, DFS, but Hey, it'd be, it'd be nice to have the free ticket. Cause it's not hard to get it. I mean, it's just uh, some of those 25 five cent ones are just free money.
0: So maybe that's what I should, I should play the satellites and then just uh, roto grinders. We have projections for everything now. So I just like, what's the worst case scenario. I just play whatever the, the projections say. And it's a free, it's a free EV, I guess. I may not be the best lineup for that GPP, but like it's better than nothing if, if i mean these satellites sometimes are overlaying where like like almost like everyone that's in there gets like you've won before the contest starts like that yeah, much no, overlay
1: no for sure and like and another great example and like yeah i'm not i'm not a huge uh i'm not a huge tournament or, or qualifier more so like i'm not a qualifier guy like squirrel patrols the qualifier guy right like um so like wouldn't I rather enter my, like, if I was saying, hey, I'm going to take a shot at a qualifier a couple times a year. Like, I, we had a guy today, he was uh, he asked in our, our chat at Run Pure, he was like, uh, I want some tickets to, like, these $100 qualifiers. Like, when's the best time to take the shot? And I said, um, I, I'd say probably the, a slate that you like, maybe, or a slate that you see an advantage or an edge. And then he responded with, maybe a slate with Overland. I was like, yeah, probably later in the year when Squirrel Patrol has qualified and he can't put any more in. Like, As you look towards the end of the year, if you if I was a if I had a thousand dollars allocated for qualifiers only. Right. I would be playing those in April in the NBA season, not in November, just because that's when there's going to be more overlay. I've seen there's been days where it's been massive amounts of overlays. At one point, even I put in one hundred fifty lineups in a four dollar qualifier like that happened once, Jordan, because there was so much overlay. Me, the cash game donkey. So, um (laughs) You have to be looking for that overlay and uh you know i didn't end up taking it down but uh you know it's it's something that's super important and i think overlay is definitely not talked about enough i mean i've heard you guys talk about a little bit on here but it's like at at 658 you know instead of like agonizing over i I try to i try to make my uh 2v2 and 3v3 debates i try to finalize those by if i can 655 so i can spend that five minutes you know, either answering questions in the chat for people or jumping over to uh, cancel my head to heads, like different things like that. Uh, because, I, I, again, it's it's kind of a coin flip in a way, too, right? Like you are right. that Yes, it is a coin flip. And, you know, I shouldn't lose sleep tonight that I picked, uh, you know, Darren Fox over Kyrie Irving. That should not be something I lose some sleep over. But, uh, you know, it, it can frustrate us. We're all human beings and that happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I mean, but this is I, I, I don't. I don't call you a chalk donkey or anything. I, I call you a one
1: lineup hero. Uh, listen, one lineup, one love, one dream, man. That, that's right. what we are. We, right, and we, no we...
0: days off. You're also no Mister No Days Off.
1: Yes. Now, what's up with
0: the... what's up? It's up I, like I took yesterday, I didn't play. Right, I was busy. I wasn't going to be at the computer, obviously for NBA DFS. You would agree that, like, if I know that I cannot be on my computer at giving my full attention at seven o'clock and doing late swap for NBA especially like you you would even take off like if you had to purse like you had to go well, who knows who knows it seems like you you remove everyone in your life have nothing to do with the effects.
1: <laughs> I don't do that I don't do that but there has uh, to
0: be I mean I, I like stuff like golf like okay I that's a set it you don't you're not sweating you're not switching even MLB a lot of times you're not but like what's the deal like let's just say that you don't feel like, like you're just not, you say you want to take a shower. You want to be in the right mental space. You want to eat, right? You're, you're almost, you're treating DFS like you're an athlete. Like it's game time It's seven o'clock, right? It's game time and you're, and you're uh, in I there. put my
1: jersey on, Jordan. I got my headband on, everything, you know? Right.
0: It's- but let's say you're just, it, you're, you're feeling under the weather. You're not in the right headspace. What's wrong with taking a day off?
1: Um, yeah, you're probably right. Um, No, I know I'm right. I'm asking why the fuck don't you take a day off sometimes? uh, Yeah, it's hard. Um, I guess, well, right now, because, like, we're in quarantine. We're not in quarantine, but you have a... I mean, I just see myself, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? There's not much to do anyways. Uh, so I'm kind of like... at that point where, and also I, I, I'm more like, I'd rather grind out MBA and like take a day off there and maybe MLB, like MLB it's more, I feel more okay to take a day off of I feel like than MBA. So I feel like MBA is my, you know, is where I, I thrive the most, where I'm the best. If you look at my ROI, it's stronger in that than it is in MLB. So uh, that, I, I kind of think, hey, like I can maybe do that more in the summer, right? Uh, that's definitely things that I think through a ton, but uh, I mean, just, just to kind of tell a little story. So when we were at the uh, RG party together, um, I left. I had a flight home Monday at six a.m. Right. Right. I, uh, I remember it, this. You were still making. Line- I'm like, why can't you just take the day off? So I made. <laughs> yeah. So I made. I made. I did lineups for Sunday, um, and then, uh, and it was the It was the, the Super Bowl. Uh, I did lineups for the NBA on that, and then I also did the NFL ones, and uh, I, I flew home so I could get home. I, I don't like the all day travel event. Right. Like I would rather get home. If I'm going to travel anywhere, right. And my my family makes fun of me for this too. Like I I don't do well with the the traffic and I don't want to do a thousand different layovers. Like I want to get in and get out quick. Like if I'm driving, I want no traffic. So I will leave at 11 PM rather than 6 PM. If it's going to cut off an hour, I just don't want to deal with traffic. I want to be in and out. And you know, you're from New York, right? We're we're strictly business here. Right. Uh, you know, time is money. So I, I, I'm in the camp of let me, Take a 6 a.m. flight. It might be a little annoying, but I can spend some of that time sleeping on the plane, right? Or um, when I get home, I can, you know, take a nap, right? It's, it's perfectly fine. I get home for that slate. And, uh, hey, I, you guys made fun of me, you know? Oh, Travis. you had Travis.
0: No, no, we made fun of you because you're like, you had to like, take an early flight because you have to be home by lock. And I'm like,
1: and, that's well, your – like, like, just – we got screenshots, Jordan. That was a good night for you. you right. You're I mean, right. You're, you're
0: actually. You're. You're right. You actually did well that night.
1: I did. I did well that day. Maybe it's because all. Maybe it's because all URG guys were out there uh, not playing. I don't know. Uh, we, we've seen. I mean. I mean, Big T's been on an absolute heater. I mean, it's insane. I. I mean, and this is. It's probably the dumbest idea ever, but it's in my head, right? Because I'm a human and I'm thinking dumb thoughts. But I was like, dude, are, are are all these people doing top shots and Big T's just taking everyone's money? I mean, he's absolutely crushing no, it. No, I but, think.
0: I think people aren't playing D. De- I think. I think it's easier now because people aren't paying attention to the lineups.
1: <laughs> so I, I, and I actually think that's like a thing too at times. Like I, I even there's, there's times where I catch myself, Jordan. And um, again, like it's more like just on the, the thought of grinding out a DFS profit, right? Like sometimes I sit there and all day I'll just be like, I'll open up the optimizer. I'll hit run projections and Royce O'Neal is sitting in there, right? And I like to use Royce O'Neal as an example because Royce O'Neil's a, a great example of not the best chalk in the world, Right. Um, there's probably worse examples, but that's one I just use a lot. So Royce O'Neal is staring at me in the optimizer. And I'm like, are we really playing Royce O'Neal at 70% today? And like all day long, Jordan, I'm sitting there. And I'm just like, all right, can Kyrie get rolled out? I'm waiting for something to change. And I'm like, why do work when I'm just praying something changes? And then all of a sudden we get to six and like, I'm behind. I haven't done all the things that I need to do to get like, you know, prepared. Right. I haven't looked into things to see why is this guy popping when he shouldn't be? Is this minutes wrong? Because I've just been praying that random news comes and, I feel like sometimes, like you'll you catch that on the weekends too. Uh, I know you can look in Roto Tracker, and I feel like I should have I should have looked before I got on. I think I told myself to, but I told you I'm forgetful. Maybe I'll be able to look at it now. But I think on the weekends my profit is higher. Uh, now I think part of that was because of NFL, right? Like you know, NFL is a very well, you have was, to
0: eliminate the NBA. You got
1: to sort it out by NBA. You could do that. Yes, right? You have to sort by NBA, and also sorting by season is good, right? Because you know. DFS 2016 Mangone is, is way better than, you know, well, he's not way better. 2021 Mangone is better than 2016, but we already talked about this, right? Uh, the people that were playing against me in 2016 were way, way worse than the people playing me in 2020. The, the gap difference is so big. Um, but that's why looking at Tracker and seeing, but I feel like even on the weekends, I feel like people get lazier with content, right? Um, the other thing, too, I think that uh, is important that I notice is I feel like that these NBA players, we, we see a lot of news happen. A lot of guys get ruled out. And I feel like on weekends I'm more I'm more thinking, hey, there's reasons to backload here because random things happen on the weekends. And people are like, oh, they're they're an NBA player. They should love their job and play every game. It's like, no, dude, like they 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 were in LA and they went out on Friday night and had a good time, like just like you want to do. Like they're just the same as you. We're all the same people. We've all been wired that. We like you, you cool. don't,
0: you don't need to leave any. You're, 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 concentrating all day. Do you leave the house? <laughs> I, I, I do, did you play video I, games every in the past? Anytime I wanted to talk to you, it's like, no, I'm too busy playing Fortnite or something.
1: No, I, I, de- I definitely stay, I definitely stay in the house, probably more, more than most. But no, I do find things to do to do that, right? To go out. Like um, one thing I get made fun of uh, for this, my one buddy, he always says. Like you've never used DoorDash? I'm like, no, because if I go pick up food, I don't leave the house a lot. So let me go do that, so I can at least, uh, you know, like do things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know. what I
0: what like, are you doing? You just travel. I mean, what what is the purpose?
1: Oh, it's just it's just to be able to get out of your house, right? Because we're stuck at our computer, right? We're victims of just sitting here and having to Victim? work. So far. you consider I consider
0: Vic Doors. <laughs> oh. but, the, dude, look at what we do. What? I'm 41 years old. I wake up at 10 o'clock in my pajamas, go do a YouTube show. Then bullshit with you, and then build and fucking look to see, you know, why the fuck the uh, what Nick's chalk is gonna fail like that. That's my life,
1: and you're saying that we're victims. <laughs> I should say victim, right? But you are you are stuck to it a little bit. But like, even like I was, you know, I was doing some social sports stuff, right? Just to just to make sure I'm like getting out of the house and doing things like, uh, and like uh, again, like I sometimes I go out and just go to the bar and watch the game for an hour, right? They grab dinner, right? Instead of
0: in the middle of- during late
1: swap. I have. Yeah. Uh, you got to You
0: got to tell us when you do that, because we have an advantage and we know we know that you're not going to be paying attention to your
1: swaps. Yeah. Well, I will say, like, life is a little bit different now. Right. Like, I'm I'm thinking like more of like a year ago. Right. Like, I would I would go out and like watch games for sure. Um, but I'd be sitting there on my, you know, my phone, obviously, if there was a swap that would happen. But um, I would also pick nights, too, where I'd be like, oh, you know, I don't I don't I don't have to be at my computer because, you know, Rashawn Holmes is not, you know, questionable. Right. Like I would pick nights where it was like the best to do it, of course, as well. So, but I, I think that that's important as well, you know, trying to make sure you're doing stuff. But right now, I mean, I, I I'm just not doing much cause we're in, you know, this like pandemic that, you know, we'll end hopefully at some point. You don't soon, want to but...
0: Netflix and chill. I mean, who, I mean, but what happens if it's just like, I just want, I just, I'm just tired. I get tired cause I'm asking you because sometimes I get, t- sometimes I get tired of the, the overstimulation of like, okay, it's seven o'clock lock. And then you have all the staggered starts. Who's going to be the day of questionable tags and like, Sometimes, like, that's why you like, you want to take a day. I understand your point that because basketball, NBA, DFS is your best sport. You want to take, you want to play as many slates as possible because you're grinding, you want to grind out and give that largest sample size to get your profit. And and that's great. But it's also the most, it is the most time-consuming, mentally draining DFS sport with the lack of late swap and all the news. That, to me, I I view it as MLB. Like, NBA is still my most profitable sport also. I mean, I have a a couple of binks that make it that way. But, to me, MLB is so much, like, mentally less, it's not draining. So, like, I don't mind playing that every day. But, like, after three, four weeks of playing NBA DFS literally every day and having to base, you wake up going, there's going to be news, and I'm not going to know what it is. Like, like I could predict it. I not. I'm not even going to know. It's it, the coach is going to lie to us, right? It's going to be some bullshit. So, oh, someone's going to get scratched two minutes after lock. It's going to happen. I don't know who it's going to be. Like, isn't that the point where, like, maybe you take a day off because you get mentally, mentally kind of. Uh, I would think that it, the mental drain is is more tiring than the than the the oh, I, I need to go out and do stuff type of thing. I'm not saying to go watch Netflix because, like, oh, it's something else to do. It's just like, oh, wouldn't you just like to spend an entire night not worrying and watching some dumb, you know, stupid show on Netflix?
1: So I I, I pick, like, I, I do take, I mean, listen, I do take off here and there, right? I haven't really as much. Yeah, you
0: take off I, the turbo I, slates.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like the three-gamer, the two-gamer, where it's like, all right, like, I, I don't need to play that one, right? Like, like my my edge is gone. But I will say, like, some of those two and three gamers, like with all the duplicates, like you could say there is an edge if you're finding, if you're finding something that other people are not, right? Like, if you think that you're right on something, you have conviction, you think the minutes are wrong, then that's great. Like, I remember there was one slate this year It was a three gamer, and I was like, oh, like no one's playing X player. I forget who it was, but I was like, this is this is great. Like, I, I like. Playing Royce
0: O'Neal, that's the time to play him.
1: Yeah. So uh, I. I definitely like, I think that, yes, you, you should take days off. Like, I think you should take days off at times. And if you're losing, right? Like, like if you're in like a, a really bad downswing, right? Like, I think it's not bad to take a day off to mentally reset. It, it helps a ton. Um, I so definitely don't do that. double
0: down on the showdown slate. It like, I, I shouldn't do that.
1: Yeah. Don't, yeah. The <laughs> tilt enter. And like, I've done it before. Of course, there's times I've done it um, where it's worked out, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't do that one that much. Right. It's, Again, it's, you're not thinking as clear, right? And of course, maybe if you're just running out the one, sure, that's what you want to do, but that's not even tilt entering then. That's just investing in a stock, as you said, right? That's you investing in a projection. So you're not even tilt entering at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I do think taking a day off is great. Uh, it's good to do, uh, but it's just a matter of who you are and how you are right now, I just don't think I need to. So I'm I'm good kind of, you know, cranking along and doing my thing. And there'll be times where I decide to. I, I was trying to think back, like, you know, that we have that NBA achievement, right? Where it's like, you got to play every single slate or whatever, uh, you know, for on DraftKings, you get that you, you, you accomplish your mission, Jordan, right? You know, you got to get those crowns. Uh, those are worth crying. I think I've played every single NBA slate, uh, but I did miss one last year. And I'm I, I'm pretty sure and I'm still mad about that.
0: Uh, I'm, You're I mad at missing not, one slate and, and, the, and a fan of, so you, have, so is that the only slate you've missed in the past five years?
1: Well, I shouldn't say. Sl- I'm talking main slate. I should right, say, right, okay, like, uh,
0: yeah. Obviously, there's little. So, so would you say that? So, you're telling me that you start in if, if 2016 playing NBA DFS. You've not missed a main slate. What you missed the main slate once?
1: Um, I mean, or some a, single
0: day, you could count the number on your hands. Yeah. Well,
1: what, what 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 are you counting as it? Right? Is it showdown? Like, cause like no, no. I, I'm talking about main classic.
0: You know, like a well, we would main consider classic, it, not a, playoff. Yeah, not playoff, right? Regular
1: season. Uh yeah, I mean probably probably on my maybe not since 2016, right? Cuz I'm sure there's times I've taken off uh but in the past 3 years pro yeah, it's probably probably have not it's probably definitely on one hand for sure when it's like main classic um ma- main classic slates, yeah, definitely for NBA. NBA would, specifically. Would you
0: rather be known as as a one-line up hero or an Iron
1: Man? Oh, oh man, the one line—the one line of hero, the Iron Man. Well, I will say, like one thing that, like, I got asked a question the other day, and someone said, like, you know, uh, they they talked about, you know, well, what do you do to get better? Like, how, how can you, you know, how, how, not how did you get where you've gotten right in the industry? But it was more so, like, uh, you know, what can I do to get better, right? Like, what can I do to be like a player like you are, right? You know, like, like, and my answer to him was one thing that no one can no one can say or you know, question is. Like I, I'm not smarter than Jonathan Bales, right? I will I will admit that, you know. I think and I think many people will say, yes, you're not smarter than Jonathan Bales, but I can try and outwork him, right? You know what I mean? Like I can, like that's something that no one can can question, right? That's why like that's where like the no days off kind of thing comes from, right? You know, it's like uh, trying to grind and find your best edge, uh, and that's something that you got to try and do in DFS, right? You got to try and you know, out... no no one can say that I didn't sit out there and uh, you know try and grind out that profit harder than you. So that's something that I I definitely think I. Crank away. So maybe. it is being the Iron Man, Jordan. I don't know, but I do love being the one lineup guy, of course. And uh, I, I definitely think I've thought about it and I've talked to you a lot about it when I'm talking about, uh, you know, what kind of tournament player I want to try and figure out to get better at, and what kind of process I want to get better at, especially with MLB because I am going to attack more tournaments with MLB probably than cash games, and I'm trying to prepare for that. And vomit I think, stacks. I'm telling you, you're going to be on board with the vomit stacks. I definitely might be more on board with it, but. If I'm playing like the four dollar GPP, right? Not if I play the one fifty three entry max, which I think well, just... that means it'll be
0: even better. No one's playing them.
1: Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> but I just think I'm better at that, right? And I think like knowing your like personality, like I said it before, like knowing how you are, and like I'm, I'm definitely better at that. And at some point, maybe I'll get better at being a, a one fifty guy. But right now, it's definitely uh, you could be, uh, you know,
0: you could be a, I, a seventy guy. You could be. It doesn't have to be one fifty total. What about a sixty nine? What about a sixty
1: nine kind contest? Of okay, match? then
0: enter sixty nine <laughs> times. That's fine. You do a sixty nine. I don't care.
1: I, I, I also don't get that one with your process. I've heard you say that. Like you're like, oh, I'll play like uh, eighteen today, or I'll play like seventy uh, nine. I'm like, where is that number coming from? Why is the, it that the number, number?
0: It's it's the contests that are available. We see you see in the DraftKings lobby. We get sometimes, like, that. to me, my favorite contest is the 250 put back, you know, the 444 entry, 254 max, right? You know that contest, right? Yeah. Or the the 600-man showtime, $100 showtime. Like, that's, the payout structure is nice. The su- field size is nice. It's a nice thing. But, like, sometimes they run, like, they have that $66, like, 80 max entry type of thing, like the box out or something they call it. It's either like eighty-eight bucks or sixty-six dollars, and they insist a lot of times making that first prize being fifty thousand, but like second is ten thousand, and then third is like three. Like it's so top-heavy, but every once in a while they'll have that as twenty k to first, ten k to second, seventy-five hundred. Like it'll be flatter, and I'll be like, okay, now I can put two lineups into that. Right, and I could put one lineup into, and then I could now I could play eight lineups or ten lineups, or I may see that oh well they're ha- they're having a, a special eight dollar excellent eights, and the out the play it the payout structure is a little bit it's fifty k to first not a hundred it's fifty forty thirty twenty so I'm like okay I'll play forty into that like so that's where the number comes from of like it ends up being sixty eight lineups because um okay I could put oh there's oh. If I'm going to be playing this many lineups here, I could play the the smaller, eight, the zone. There's a $5 zone with 150 max. But that the pay, I'm not going to play fucking 160 lineups into that because first place is only $5,000. So I'm like, okay, I'll play six lineups into that. And I'll play five. And I'm always building unique lineups. So like they go into wherever they are. So like that's where the number comes. Like that's, and I'm not just randomly just going like, I today is uh, like hold on uh, eighty three. Like I'm not like that's not what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you have like one of those lotto balls where they pop up. You know when you watch on TV they pop up. Oh, we're playing eighty three lineups today. And then the number pops up is eighty three today. I don't. I don't know. Again, like I'm not. I'm definitely not the biggest tournament. Uh, you know, uh, one hundred and fifty max kind of player. I definitely dabble in it at times, and uh, I've I'm I've tried to figure out where I'm best and where I'm not, and uh, I definitely think like your your strength is the correlation stuff right that's not mine like i i definitely uh i've gotten better at it but that's like what i think when when i I understand where the spots are and use them but i'm not good at using it with the tool that's why i always suggest to people like you got to play around with the builder ahead of time like honestly i should probably spend like you know four hours just like making fake teams right just to figure that out because again when we talk about like just trying to grind out profit like there's nothing worse than Signing up to use a lineup builder for the first time at six o'clock and trying to figure it out like you that you shouldn't do. that. I tell people, yes, like but but, the, but they do it all the time, Jordan. They do I don't it all know. Online. I'm not here, dude.
0: I but you know, but I've said before, I was the kid when I was nine years old that got the new video game and spent two hours reading the instruction booklet before even turning on the goddamn game. Like I was that type of person of like I need to learn how everything works before I do it. But Mangone, you you have a, you have a uh, advantage is that like you're a good hand builder. Like I've always equated it that you, you still need to learn how to hand build well. So you understand lineup construction dynamics. And now all you're doing is having to learn commands to tell a tool to do it for you. I think more people make that mistake of, Oh, the tool's going to tell me what to do. And they go in and then they just like, Oh, the d- 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 everything sucks. Cause yo, the optimizer sucks. It's like, no, it's, the, the, ca- the calculator is not going to do your taxes for you. Like it's just going to put the, whatever numbers you put it into it. If you end up getting audited, don't play in the calculator. You fucked up in some, you didn't put the lines in the right spots. It's not going to do that for you. But like Travis, like you're more likely to be able to take what you have. You could visualize in your head, even in MLB lineups of expensive stack. I'm playing the Dodgers. And that means I need a cheap, shortstop here and a cheap pitcher okay I could play you know Pablo Lopez and you're visualizing that because you need to hand build that way so now you're just going into a lineup but now now you just need to go how do I take what I just thought of and make it so that 10% of my lineups look like that right and that that's really that's really the only difference
1: yeah no exactly and like one thing like man if you if you had like a contest it was like you didn't show any of the slate pricing, and you threw us all in a room at six o'clock, right? And you said an hour to make your team, hand build only, right? We're on our, we're all sitting in there, and then you know the teacher says time's up at seven o'clock, right? Like I would feel confident in myself in hand building, being able to beat like many people. Like I, I definitely am someone like I, I got made fun of the other day. My buddy, I, I, I do golf, and so does he. He plays 150 lineups, and he always likes to ask me what he thinks, you know, what I think the optimal is going to be, and. He was like, uh, you know, I said to him, just run the optimal. He's like, well, don't you run the optimal. I was like, I haven't ran a PGA optimal ever. Like never. I always hand build it. Literally every single time. Uh, And one thing that I've definitely been working on to be better at tournaments is like, I'm trying to go out there and uh, like I do, you know, I hand build it and I also use the projections. But like uh, if I have uh, some type of conviction on something or making a leverage, instead of me like sitting there and actually hand building in FanDuel and DraftKings, poking at the numbers, like actually using the tool that's called the optimizer. And like, 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 let's say I think that a leverage play is Zach Levine. And right. you lock him in
0: and you see what happens,
1: right? Like, yeah. Just watch what happens and say, right. okay, now let me figure it out. And like, like one, one thing I got, I, 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 made a mistake the other day. I remember I, I was locked on like seven guys, right? Like, I, I don't know if I was, I can't remember, um, if it was already the slate, we were, we were deep in it or, but I was locked on seven guys. Right. And the last two spots I could not figure out. And I'm sitting here cranking away. I'm like clicking around like an old man, like trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, it just hit me. I was like, what, why am I not just putting it in the projections? I know it's like, and I feel ridiculous because it's seven guys, right? Like it's, it's, I should be able to figure out the other two, but then I just run the projections and then see what it spits out. So I can understand what to do. Right. Uh, right, I just
0: have, let you take a look at the top 10, top 20 and you go, instead of me going flip 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 flip, you're wasting so much time it's just like let me just lock these seven guys in and say give me 20 lineups and you could just go you could just scroll and go okay yeah that's a possibility that's a possibility that's a, and maybe you get to one you're like no that's the one and then there you go and then you just enter it in
1: yes as as the one lineup guy i find i find my lineup and i you know i I propose to the lineup and uh it's mine for the night We're, we're 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 together forever and we're uh you know, living and dying together. So did you? know
0: what app you found the lineup in? Oh uh, yeah, Grinder probably. Grinder, <laughs> <laughs> <It's quite, laughs>
1: swiping right and left until I find the right one. And, right, uh, that's, yeah. what, that's
0: what. That's That's what they. That's what you need. A Tinder for lineups.
1: Tinder for lineups—that's that That—that'd be an interesting. You throw out like uh, you know a pool of a hundred to someone, and they swipe right and left on the ones, and then then they uh, you know narrow it down to ten, and then from there they keep going. It's like DFS lineup bachelor. You know, you get down to the last one.
0: I think it's useful. That what what's wrong? Let's say if you're especially if you're like a cash player, you could put in your preferences. You could put in. You could be a GPP. You could put in your preferences of like you want to make sure to have like. It needs to have a little bit of leverage, right? A little ownership discount, a certain amount of projection. It is a slider thing, because obviously cash lineup, you're just going to go projection. I just want, you know, basically you just you're just saying, you know, like I just yeah, want, you, j- you, just give me the best girl. I want to date the best girl I can, and then you're able to then, if you want, go like, well, I like kind of like, I want, I want more tits, so I want more ass, you know, like kind of do like that type of cool. thing. Well, like you know, you don't mind the interest, right? You go like, okay, I need, I need someone that likes basketball. I need someone that likes basketball at eight thirty, right? Like not the seven o'clock slate. And you go and you go through, and then then it optimizes, and then you go, so, no, like a deal breaker. Deal breakers, Royce O'Neal. So you click that because if they. Yeah. If, if she likes Royce O'Neill, he can't have that. So, and then you go through and then it's just like, okay, you look at the lineup and go, nah, I can't, I can't, can't play DJ Augustine. Get rid of that. And then you go through. And then at, at the end, maybe you have, you mean that this is your match.
1: We're, we're, we're onto a genius idea. Like we, we need to like branch out and make this a new thing. Uh, and like, like if you're like Dean, right, Dean would be like in his preferences, he'd be sitting there and he'd be like, I want a handsy guy. So, you know, that Jaron Jackson would pop up in a lot of his lineups <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, so uh, you 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 can you can have some fun with this one, right? You 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 can put in. I like a vengeful basketball player. Uh, Damian Lillard's gonna pop up in a lot of your lineups. Uh, so I, I want a high usage guy. You know, then then you'll have all the high usage guys popping in there. So are uh, you prioritize?
0: But, I want I want I wanna I wanna go out with a lineup that's that's it's on their birthday, right? They yeah. have the birthday narrative, the baby narrative. I don't Starters mind having Children, way. right? I don't I I don't mind. I just put in my relationship thing like nope willing to have children and it's like you see you know baby narrative and it's like okay now you get a lineup with someone recently that became a father
1: we're on to something big here Jordan. Uh, no it's not way- gonna be big this no
0: what <laughs> no one should be doing this <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's fun right i mean the narratives are fun i know uh i know uh everyone makes fun of them but uh i do think about them a little bit i mean i know you you again you probably don't but like I think there's as like a, pre- a preparation reason, right? Like, I feel like sometimes you do prepare a little bit uh, more. Uh, you get a little more focus before pre- uh, preparing for something when you know, uh, you know, something's on the line. Like even in DFS, right? Like uh, I feel like sometimes like, let's say you have a bad night at DFS, or the next day you might be like, you know, I, I've gotten a little bit lazy. I've won a couple slates in a row. And like, uh, I, I'm going to make sure I do everything in my process today. You know, I feel like sometimes you do that. So, uh, but that's things that you can't calculate and the projections figure out. And uh you know, so the people who are thinking more like you, Jordan, they're saying this is BS that I'm saying. And the people who think more like me, they're like, yes, Travis, like you are you are correct. Uh, so I'm sure no, we'll well, to-
0: if I, I will. I will admit that in basketball at, narratives have a little bit more weight in basketball, only because the players have more ability to control their own outcomes. Yes. So if it's like, yeah, am I waiting it high or any, no, I'm not. But just like at least I could be like in, in between two players or something. And it's like you know, Kawhi's going back to San Antonio or something, or Westbrook's going back to Orlando, or Oklahoma City, or, or whatever. A recently traded guy is like, or there was a fight the last game, right? You know, the two teams had a brawl, and uh, yeah. Like, so if I had to choose between the two guys, I'll choose the one that, and especially if they're a super, a, a, not like a guy that needs someone else to set up a shot, like the, like someone that hits just tons of three pointers is like. How much vengeful, I mean, like, they don't really have a control. But when it's, like, the point, like, when it's Lillard, when it's Westbrook, when it's the guys that are going to have the ball at their hand, and they're just like, fuck you, I'm going to fucking torch this team. Like, okay, then at least I can see. But in baseball, what bar- baseball, What can you control? Like, I'm going to hit it harder today. I mean, like, that's what they normally do. There's no, like, what revenge narrative could there be in others that they could take advantage of? Like, there's not, to me, basketball, at least you have, like, that player could actually say, "Screw the rest of my teammates. I'm I'm taking the ball and I'm doing what I want."
1: Yeah, the, the only thing I could think of in baseball for it is uh, it's it's if like you you you've been with that pitcher before, like you know what his pitcher the pitcher throws, right? But then you yeah, can play BVP, the opposite.
0: That's bullshit. Come on,
1: you can play the opposite side. You know the oh the pitcher knows him, and I don't think PVP is complete bullshit. I think no I no no no
0: bullshit. no, it's not bullshit. It's just that There's no sample size to make it anywhere close to worthwhile where,
1: where, where bvp i think aligns well is when you can find a guy that throws a knuckleballer a lot and the guy hits the knuckleball like he he's traditionally hit knuckleballers well and we have a large sample size of it um and maybe I'm glad you found ball.
0: the 0.1 percent of chance times that, that wasn't
1: useful. that wasn't it right but you know what i mean no like, but that, like no, but, that but no i agree with
0: i agree with you on that but just like how you like okay here's bvp but it only exists to, useful enough in this one little scenario to so just remember that little scenario.
1: I, I, Jordan, I mean, knuckleball have... where's the, do we even have any knuckleballs in the majors anymore? Well, it's not that it's just like sliders, right? Like a slider. No, like the if...
0: sli- oh, you're going to deal with the slider crap now. Come on. Well,
1: curveball. I mean, you can look, if, if, if you look at it all, I mean, I think if I do think you can find players that they, yes, they hit a certain pitch type, a little. Yeah. But the hit...
0: pitch types are, cla- Oh, do I have to school you on this? Do you have to take the advanced class? Travis, Pitch Maybe effects I'm... are descriptive. They don't mean anything. A curve, what is a curve? They're just classifying it after the fact as this pitch is a... But, I mean, one one pitcher's curveball is different than another pitcher. Are they throwing the same exact... No, it's going to be a slightly different release angle. So you can't yeah, just say curveball because, okay, so, like, slide. We see, we see pitchers that, like, Mariano Rivera had, you know, oh, he had, uh, you know, his... his rising, it, there's no such thing as a rising fastball because the physics won't allow it to happen. So, like, what's the difference between Mariano Rivera's cut fastball and just some random cut fastball of, like, like, no, well, Rivera, like, you can't fucking hit it. And the other well, Jordan, guys, is like, that doesn't do anything.
1: Jordan, typically when I'm looking to roster guys, I'm not rostering dudes against Mariano Rivera. I'm rostering them against, like, I don't know if Wade Miley is a great example, but a shitty pitcher, right? Like, and where I don't think their curveballs are that you know impressive. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but then uh, how
0: do you view it from the batters of like they hit curveballs well, but you know that's classified. And also, and also for pitch effects, is the is the, the was the pitch effective because of the pitch mix, right? Because a lot of times, that, like yes. like Pedro Martinez, like it. The reason why his fastball was so successful is because his changeup was so great. I mean, like. Like, because he could throw
1: 98 and then 84. Well, that's like Garrett Cole, right? Garrett Cole's a great example. Right. Like he, he, Pittsburgh, he was an absolute, I mean, absolute, not it, was an, it wasn't a disaster, right? But there was an absolute huge difference between him and Pittsburgh and the Astros. It's because that pitching coach is great at changing up his pitch type and stuff like that. It's also like, again, that with having your hand in the dirt and being in the game, right, Jordan, like, understanding those nuances of like, that like things are going on and changing with players, where it's like, you know, you, you catch on the, some of those things, and like maybe I'm hurting my ROI, maybe I'm helping my ROI. I, I don't know, right? But uh, the, the things I look at, and maybe I'm just a tout, and I've been got, gotten lost with myself. Maybe I've lost myself. Yeah, but you've been you've been Excuse profitable you been.
0: For, for for five years. Yes, I know. Right. I know. So I mean, like to me, to me that's the score. To me, that's the scoreboard. To me, the, to me it's not the content. It's not the whatever. That's that's why I do it transparently. I don't know why you don't. I don't know why anyone else does. But I, it's every, it's it. I guess I guess in, in the United States it's kind of like a thing like people don't talk about their finances or stuff like that. And also people don't understand like you know, like people people don't understand that you could have thirty thousand dollar bat down swings. Yeah, as I mean, well as upswings. Like, I understand why people don't, but to me, like like I I could see you in my contest every day. Like that there's one it's like the no days off type of thing is not how I I respect you as a player. It's that I see that you're in my contest every. like like you it's a survi- it's a survivorship bias thing. I've seen you in my contest since 2016. I'm profitable. Obviously you have to be because you wouldn't be in the same goddamn contest with me for five fucking years because you'd be broke by then. So it's like I have to I see you every it's not once in a while. Oh, occasionally I have to uh, you, you have to go play you have to play me in soccer though. Right, I have to goad you and uh, play soccer sometimes. Don't don't don't
1: don't make me, Jordan. Don't don't tempt <laughs> me with a good time. If soccer if soccer booms here for a little bit, like we get some big slates. Maybe I'll hit you up. I'll, I'll do a friendly head to head and take you out. But uh, you but you but, brought, but that's but but truthfully, that's that's the reason why. I mean, I I have to respect
0: another player that they're in, they're playing higher stakes, similar contest as me. I look at my results. I don't have to. I don't have to know your results to know that you have to be profitable because you wouldn't be in the kind I, so you don't have to, so to me, at least to me, you would never have to share what your ROI is or your win percentage other than the fact that of course I'm showing mine transparently publicly. And then hopefully I can make you a little bit jealous by doing less work than you and making more money.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that is like, it is a fun question you asked about like the being transparent, right? Because I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty transparent all around. And uh, I guess I, I always come from the mindset, like of people like asking like how much I make. It's like, well, I don't know how much you make. So like, wh- wh- why does it matter? It's like, like, why am I open to myself to dealing with like you, like, like just open, annoying criticism I don't need to deal with. Right. But I will say like, I, I've, I've, I've kind of shown some people, some stuff here at Run Pure a little bit because I had someone basically ask me, Jordan, and I did it for subscribers because, again, like they're they're subscribing to the site and like I trust that I'm not going to deal with any toxic, annoying BS. Right. I don't just don't feel like dealing with it. So um, I don't need to do it on the Twitter public forum and, and deal with it. But um, I've had people like someone said, uh, you know, I've been struggling with cash games and it's only been, you know whatever it's been, it's, it's been a couple, it's been a week, right? He's, you know, and he said he's been struggling with cash games for a week. I think he switched over from GPPs to cash.
0: Right. And one week is like nothing, nothing sample.
1: Absolutely nothing. So I showed him a sample. I said, uh, and I think it was, we start, when did NBA start? December 23rd. Right. And then, uh, 22nd. And I got this question asked on like, I think January 19th. And, uh, I, I sat there and, uh, I showed him my graph. I showed him January 23rd to, uh, January 4th. And it was up and down and at zero. So from January, from so from December twenty third to January fourth, I, I my no days off. I got zero dollars back. Right? right. That I sat there. It was like little. Maybe it was one one dollar up or down. But it was right. But it, right was, there. it might as
0: well. If, if you didn't play during that time, you would have been not been any better. It would have wouldn't have mattered.
1: Yes, I could have been on Twitter pumping GME right, and uh, with all the stock people in the Reddit forums, right. It would have been would have been fine. But then I showed him. January, you know, I showed him the next part. I, I I, specifically posted, I said, this is from the 23rd to the 4th, and, like, you're only talking about a week. And I showed, even at that week mark, I was down, right? And I showed you I'm at the zero. And then I showed him from January 4th to January 19th, where, like, that graph was up, up, and up. I mean, it didn't stop, right? I, I had a really nice stretch. That was during the, uh, when the Miami Heat were all, like, 3K and stuff, right. right? Like, you know, that was that crazy week where, again, news is our friend. Like, I did not like yesterday's slate of the San Antonio Spurs, not because I don't like the Spurs, it could have been the Sixers. It could have been the, uh, you know, whoever, I, any team, like the the Nets. But, like, all day long, we just knew that the Spurs, we, we knew the Spurs were going to be chalk, and everyone was on it. It's just, like, it's all this groupthink going on. And, of course, it's good groupthink, right, because it's probably the right play. But I showed him those two weeks, and I said, now, if you put my graph as a whole together, it looks great. If I show you the one part where you're talking about your sample size, and then I show you the other, like, you would think, if you had the one week of the really good stuff, like, the all the winning. Everyone think you're the greatest fantasy player of all time because you didn't lose. But then I show you the other one and you're like, oh, crap, that's nothing. And then right after that that, that stretch where I went up, I went to a downswing where I lost a bunch, Jordan. And I was like, oh, great, this is fun. I expected this downswing. I should have just done absolutely nothing. And then the next, you know, two weeks have been a nice upswing. So, Jordan, when I see the downswing, I should probably just not play, right? But No, no. It's it's,
0: it. They said this is what they say, Travis. Time in the market, not timing the market.
1: Yes, you're, you're, you're 100% right. And I'm, I'm obviously being facetious when I say all this.
0: Right. Who, uh, could, who could time their downswings? Like, it's about, like, how would you, what are you, oh, uh, you put together your lineup, and it's at 659, you look at it and you go, nope, I'm going to lose today. And you <laughs> withdraw your entries. Like, how would you know that you're, you're like, oh, is, basically, I think for you, I think you, you should know. Okay, this should be your rule, Travis. You'll know that you're starting a downswing if you have Royce O'Neal in your lineup, like if you know <laughs> that, like if you end up and it's like, he is the best, I have to use him. That's, that's the day to take off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've actually, I've thought about that a lot more. And again, like me trying to be better at tournaments. And I think I've done a lot better. Um, and I think I am improving. Like even, even big T has given me a little bit of credit of thinking outside the box more. Um, like I was just like, man, like, you tournament guys must love when I when we're we're plugging Royce O'Neill on at seventy percent, like you're licking your chops, man. Like you got DJ Tucker at twenty
0: five percent on? like great, great. Yeah. I can play, I can literally play anyone else in that spot. Like it, this is it, just it, beautiful. It. Thank you.
1: It's the it's the gift of the guy with the glasses that looks like Derek Carney, like all in with the he glass. Sure. You know, okay. like that's what you tournament guys should be doing. Those are your all in days. Like that's no. I perfect. love
0: the I love the days when the where there's no value. I, I to me those are the best. GPP? Because people go, like, I guess, I guess you gotta play $3,700 so-and-so, and I'm like, yeah, because they project like, like, slightly higher. Like, that and then they're like, 22% on. It's like, dude, I could play literally anyone. This guy has, like, a... This guy could easily put up four points. Like, I I could find anyone that could put up four points. Like, why does it have to be this guy? So you're, you're absolutely right when it comes to that. But in cash games, you have no option. Like, like... It, would you rather, if you know that Royce O'Neill is going to be eighty percent owning in cash games, you might as well just play that guy and not play, you know, not play Gary Clark instead? Because you look at Gary Clark and you go, "This guy may not score a single goddamn point."
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, any, any, anyone but anyone but Royce, right? Let me put Gary Clark in instead. Although I did, I have ran good with Gary Clark during the bubble. That was fun times with Gary Clark. He he, he ran good for me, but and we all are like pet players, right? Like it's like it. it it's Garrett like Temple
0: try. is mine only because I won 100000
1: with him. Oh, of course. Like, but he never like... scored, he scored 45 points that
0: game for 3700 He never does that. So, like, to me, I look at Garrett Temple as, like, that's my that's my benchmark of, like, when Royce O'Neal is chalk, when someone like that, P.J. Tucker, I look and it's like, is Garrett Temple on the slate? Yes. And is he at, like, 30 cents like that? So I go, what's the difference between like that and Garrett? Tem- like if I could, if I can't come up with a compelling case on why why shouldn't Garrett Temple be chalked then, then that usually means I should be fading those types of guys when they're at high ownership.
1: Yeah, and that, that's like Justin Upton for me in baseball. Like two of my best baseball hits. He was on both of them. Happened to be on both of them. So whenever I, whenever I fire an angel stack, I always just, uh, I tip my cap to Justin and throw him in there because why not? As long as it's not crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when we get that bias, right, it's, it's something that we all deal with and do. And, uh, maybe I have a bias against Royce O'Neill. Maybe he, uh, you know, maybe he's, he stole my girl in high school and I don't remember it or, you know, I, I don't know what happened, but, uh, I, me and Royce O'Neal, apparently we don't get along, but those are the guys that want to fade, right? Like those are the, like, that's not the chalk to eat. Like it's not, it's not it. So Again, that's something I'm trying to get better at, and I'm also trying to make sure that I'm looking at projections and I'm not saying like, you know, Justin Fan and Drew Dinkmeyer and you know, like Big T Hoop, like all these guys like him, right? Like, like it's showing up that these guys think that he's a good play. Like, am I the donkey that's thinking he shouldn't be a good play? Like, why? Why is it wrong? And again, like looking at the minutes is what it should be, right? And then tracking that out and looking at the usage because if some other guy is in the lineup that I didn't expect or I think he's not going to close. Well, you need to dock six minutes from him because he's not gonna close. And if he doesn't get those six minutes, like that's my favorite when someone's like, oh man, like, oh, he 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 didn't get those six minutes. I knew Royce O'Neill was a bad play. It's like, well, if you knew he wasn't gonna close, then you shouldn't have played him. Like it's just that simple. Cause you would have put that in your minutes and he wouldn't have popped.
0: Right. You should, you have to put your knowledge into if you disagree. I mean, getting back to the same point that we said before. But this is but this is this is how I mean this is playing DFS. I mean I, I, I yes I do I do come from an extent of like I I I look at projections and that's it. But I you have to understand that there is human input even in football. You're putting in target shares. You're putting in you know snap counts. You're putting in stuff like that. Uh, from a median perspective of like a, an average most likely. 28 minutes or 22% target share or 18% carry share. Things like you still have a human being still has to do that. Then the model takes all the variables and all the matchup data and all that type of stuff and spits out, you know, here's a range of outcomes, simulates a thousand times, all that type of fun stuff. And, but if the, if the stuff that you're inputting sucks, the stuff that you're you're outputting is going to suck. And if you believe that you have a slight edge even on a minute or a two or higher usage, lower usage types of things. There's nothing that should prevent you, even if you're not, if you don't make your own model and you're using roto grinders, fantasy labs, ETR, whatever, feel free to just go in and say, let me pull up the team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Zach Levine's minutes down, and I'm gonna move Denzel Valentine's minutes up or something. Like, if that's what you think, then do it. Do it, right? Don't like what you're saying. Like, don't complain afterwards of like I knew it. Like, if you knew it, then change the minutes,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, I I I forgot the player I was looking at the other day, but I was like, it was it was something with I forget which one rotation was, but it's like I was like, okay, like I'm considering playing X player. Um, he's in the starting lineup, but I actually think that there's a 50 percent chance whichever one plays better. Either that bench guy or this player is going to close. I don't uh, we're know. Talking what about Sa- we're
0: talking about Saban Lee, I think, right? The DSJ's chalk.
1: Remember? No, there was a couple of days. where DSJ
0: is ninety-five percent down, and he has one point at halftime,
1: right? It wasn't, it wasn't him, though. There, but that's it's, again. That, but that's it's the same
0: nothing. type of example. Like he's going to start, and it's quite possibly that we may never see him again for the rest of the game.
1: Right? Yeah, and it's like he. It's not just that, too. It's like sometimes I look at a guy and he's in my lineup, and I'm like. Okay, like there's a. Do I want to play a guy that's a 50% chance of him losing the minutes? If like like the, the 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 Jazz, right? Like Jordan Clarkson, right? Like Jordan Clarkson doesn't always close. It just it just depends, It depends who's in and out, right? But let's we'll use Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles as, as an example, right? Let's say that on the day they're they're the they're the sixth guy. There's one of them's the sixth guy out, right? One of them's the odd man out. It's like, well, do I want to play Jordan Clarkson, who possibly yeah, I get it, he can get hot, but if he doesn't get hot, there's a, the huge downside of him not closing, and there's another guy next to him that is a starter and I know is going to close, right? It's like, sure, you have those minutes projected there, but do you have his minutes downside projected in? Like because the median's not telling you that because all you're looking at is a median, right? You got to right. look at ceilings, you got to look at the the uh, you know, the floors. Like those those are something that people don't talk about enough and look at. And who knows uh, when we'll get to there, but I mean, it's definitely things that I'm no, looking at. No, we talk
0: and- about it for cash. That's that's a cash
1: game mentality. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think people are doing that. I think people are just running optos and saying that we're doing this, so we're doing oh, that. That's
0: that, that's where I'm moving. When everyone runs optos, I'm moving. I'm I'm running floor projections now. Now I'm just now I'm gonna have all the PJ Tuckers and Royce O'Neills in my
1: lineups. <laughs> hey, if if, it, if I will say if it gets you uh, if it gets you another bullet to get across the finish line, right? If it gets you a Kawhi Leonard, sometimes I I sign off on that because I don't know. I, I'm definitely more of a stars and scrubs guy. I don't know if you're a balanced or stars and scrubs, but I definitely I mean, am. I'm mean,
0: whatever good. get makes me money,
1: guy. Fair enough, Jordan. That, Whatever that, that, makes that, me
0: money, the, the the golden rules, right? Whoever has the gold makes the rules. That's that's. Yeah,
1: that. I, I'm with you. I'm I'm willing to play anyone at any price, even Royce O'Neal. You know, be, it's like Kike Hernandez, right? Remember, Kike Hernandez was two hundred dollars, and I knew there was a chance he didn't even play, but I don't care because it just it unlocks everything for me. It got me all all the players, right? It got me, uh, you know. My whole lineup was Nelson Cruz and Mookie Betts and Aaron Judge. It was just every player possible because I had Kiki Hernandez in there.
0: Right, and if he gets in at bat or whatever, the great. If he doesn't, who cares?
1: Yeah, because you can win with a zero in, uh, in you know MLB, and you can win it in you can win it in NBA too. It's very rare, but if you remember, Alex Len got a zero this year, and someone shipped all the right.
0: money. Right, Peter Lou, yeah, someone that I talked to. Right, he won that big G three hundred thousand dollars. The zero at center, right? It could happen. It's rare. I it it depends obviously on, you know, how many points certain people scored and what positions they were in, and there was no way to make his lineup without taking a zero, and he just happened to have all the highest scores that you can. You see that in Showdown, right? You could two points from some four hundred dollar player in NFL Showdown, but it allowed you to play the quarterback that had five passing touchdowns and the whole stack to go with them. So I mean, that's. Travis, that's lineups, not players.
1: Yes, that's you're exactly right. That's like uh, in NBA, like in the playoffs, right? When we're playing these one-game slates, and every, like like everyone's like, oh, I like like I remember we were, someone was making fun of Big T for liking PJ Dozier, right? It's like PJ Dozier sucks, but it's like it's a one-game slate. You know what PJ Dozier gets you? Jokic, LeBron ad like it gets you all the guys that you need to have in your lineup because they're playing 45 minutes right like if that game goes to overtime you need some dude at 1k that may have not gotten run like you're gonna probably need him because it's a stars and scrub slate and sure pj dozier got two but you know what Jokic is outscoring everyone by 40, and that's the difference where it gets you across the finish line. Right. You need to have those guys in there.
0: Right. And the only way to get Jokic in that spot on the captain is by having PJ Dozier. That's the only. There's no yeah. other lineup construction that, that, that that's what you needed to do. And it turns out that his two was good enough, plus Jokic's 90, 118, or whatever the hell he scored,
1: then you were good. Yeah. And that, that's when you get the question, Jordan. What, what was your conviction on playing PJ Dozier? Right. You know, why would. Just it's fit. Like, I, he, he just he, fit there. <laughs> he, he, fit the, he fit the mathematical problem to make what I wanted to work. I understood I needed to play these studs. And you know what? I had to play some really crappy player. And you know what? Sometimes you're playing P.J. Dozier. And that's when your friends look over when you're at the bar watching the game. And they're like, why the hell are you looking at P.J. Dozier and getting excited when he makes a three-pointer? And that's DFS, right?
0: Uh, other than, That's DFS for me, other than watching the games and having friends.
1: <laughs> your, your, your friends are the, the San Francisco giant vomit stack. So no, my, are my friends
0: are, my friends are, I don't know. Who are my friends? My friends are the people that I look at. My, my tweet, tweet deck is my friend, I guess. That's Twitter.com. Twitter. It's, it's a,
1: it's, it's a fun, it's a fun place to be. No, at. the
0: fantasy flush subscribers are my friends.
1: Uh, yes. I, I'm still waiting for, I'm still waiting for your, uh, support to, to, uh, you know, uh, let me back in and uh, fix all my problems. No, but, just, uh,
0: just, uh, just hit me with the charge back.
1: Okay. I'll it like, cost, cost like.
0: me money, right? The fake the fake subscription for the yes. fake amount of money. Some people thought that was real. But he would come into my streams and go, you know, the flush subscribers, whatever. Oh, is there, there there's you do a site? Can I subscribe? Like, no, he's fucking around. Stop it.
1: That, that's the good things in life, Jordan. That's uh it's it will it, always happen too. I'll always be in the streams, uh mentioned in the flush sub. Flush flush sub for life.
0: Uh at Travis Mangone. That's where people could bother you. Uh On days that you don't play, if if someone doesn't see you in a contest, should we call the authorities?
1: Well, what contest, right? Because I'm not in every contest. No, but if they don't
0: sit like in the normal, like whatever. If you did like, where's Travis? I don't see him in the FanDuel anything or on on DraftKings or nothing. And should we? Should do we have to call someone to check up on you? Have maybe you passed out or you hit your head or you know stroke or something? I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. You might have to, right? Like, uh, find the emergency contact for me. Make sure I'm okay. Make sure I didn't get kidnapped. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're grinding all the slates, right? Uh, no days off uh, during the NBA season. And uh, can't, can't take them off, Jordan, because we don't want to miss that opportunity to ship the the FOMO, right? But uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll change it up, Jordan. Maybe I'll take a day off here coming up. But I don't need to because we have the NBA All Star break coming up, where they're giving me a uh, you know personal five days where I can relax. So that will no, be you'll
0: good. play something else. You'll be you'll be playing some, some tennis slate or some who knows what it'll be.
1: Maybe, but I, 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 if there's an All Star game, I don't know if they're actually having it. If there is, maybe I'll play the All Star DFS one. You'll have to see. Uh, I, I I played those too, Jordan. Talk about not taking an NBA slate off. I have played those goofy All Star slates. So uh, there you go.
0: Well, no days off for for, for this podcast. So Travis Man going on Twitter. Run Pure Sports as well. You're over there with Big T and Hoop and all those guys that that used to be at RG, but whatever. We're all, to me, I view it as a a large total addressable market. There's no, no one's in competition with one. It's just whatever. As long as there's more people playing DFS, it's better for everyone,
1: right? So so, so subscribe to whatever you want, right? Right, subscribe uh, to whatever you want. That's right, exactly. I want it to be me, but, you know, I'm okay with you being over there. I'm okay with you you being here. Go wherever you want and... uh, We'll help you out, and uh, you know if you do ever have any questions, I'm I'm happy to answer them in the uh, Discord DMs and uh, help people out. I just again I you know I, I don't want to deal with the, the people who aren't paying and aren't actually trying to learn. I don't want to deal with them. Jordan, you can deal with them and yell at them.
0: Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't anymore. Most of the most of the questions I get are pretty good.
1: Fair, I, I, except on those YouTube Saturday night
0: shows. Yeah, but that that's because NFL season you get new people and they don't fucking know any better.
1: So you can you, say. You you put yourself through that own pain. I mean, that's obvious. No, no, people want to see it. I do
0: it for entertainment. People want to see me yelling at people. I, that, I, come on, you're acting like uh, that's my real self. It's, it's, it's like doing stand up,
1: right? I, I, I do enjoy it. I mean, there are times where I've sat there and been like, you know what, I need to do right now. I need to stop what I'm doing and go listen and just get a good laugh from the the dumb questions being asked.
0: Right, of course. So you could you could send me whatever, you can send me smart questions questions at theoryofdfs.com. dot com. Uh this podcast no no days off. We'll be back next week with with, with someone else. I don't know when Eric's going to be back. right? maybe maybe we need to check on Eric to, to see when when he's going to come back, but uh but Travis you'll, you'll 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 come back on again. MLB season you'll come back and we'll we'll make fun whenever of each other. You, whenever
1: you one. want to have me, Jordan. I'm I'm happy to come on and I'm 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 happy to be like the the the, the cash donkey to the poke fun at at times and uh but you I'm know. I'm
0: not poking fun at you.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, it's it's. I, I have. I definitely am trying to get better at tournaments and stuff. And I like learning stuff from you and everyone. You know, uh, we can all learn from each other too. And and you tournament guys can learn from us cash donkeys as well.
0: Right. Just no. Just play every slate. It's okay. So that that's that's what I'm learning from you. No days off with Travis Mangone. Check out the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, the 15 hour audio DFS masterclass with me at theoryofdfs.com.